Hey kids, it's Mitch, the guru of goth, and you are listening to Ruminations of Red Rum, brought to you by the Ruminations Radio Network and Area 42 Studios and Sound. So it's a special occasion, Ruminators. Uh, the horror podcast of the Ruminations Radio Network has hit a milestone. 100 big episodes of gruesome goodness. While guts and gore may be the medium in which they traffic, I've got to say these guys bring a smile to my face and laughter to the studio week after week. I'm lucky enough to have spent some time on the mic with these titans of terror, and for that, I have I am truly grateful. I'm I'm lucky beyond what words can express that they've chosen to hang out with us here on the network, and I'm sending them my heartfelt congratulations and respect for the work that they've done. Gentlemen, it's an honor, and congratulations again on 100 big episodes. Hey there, it's the Six Button Samurai from Oh God It Hurts, and on behalf of myself and co-host Game Agent E.T., we want to wish Kyle and the Ruminations of Red Rum team congratulations on 100 bloody episodes. Hey guys, it's John from Blue Rose Task Force Podcast, and congratulations on reaching 100 episodes. I'm not even halfway to that point. Good Lord. Um, as a guy who would get a perfect zero on what's in the box. I don't know how you do it, but uh, every week you paint this fantastic picture of whatever you're watching or playing. So, um, you know, even folks outside the horror scene like me get why this stuff fits the way it does. Uh, you're excellent ambassadors. And I guess now you're an officially an institution too. So, uh, you know, now you have to keep going forever. So uh, good luck. <laughs> Proud of you guys. Hey, hey, everybody, this is Hoptimus from the RFC. I wanted to give a special shout out to the awesome, the amazing, the fantastic, the spooky, the scary, the wonderful crew of Ruminations of Red Rum. They have hit 100 episodes. Those guys kick ass. Check out their show. Let's do some more episodes, boys. Peace. This is Hoptimus, RFC. Roll out. Hello, this is Don Shanahan of the Cinephile His of It podcast. On behalf of my partner, Will Johnson, the Cinephile His of It podcast wishes a happy 100 episodes to the uh, ruminations of Red Rum team. Kyle, New Blood, Ian, you've got a great show. It's a big thing to get to 100. It's not easy to do. Uh, it's not easy. Well, it's easy to talk, but it's not easy to get here and keep it consistent. So congratulations on the century, Mark. Welcome to the club, and let's hear for 100 more. Good luck, fellas. Hi everyone, it's Kyle with a K here. I just wanted to take this time to kind of give a little bit of an explanation slash introduction to what you're about to listen to, because it is kind of a doozy. It's a lengthy episode. Three parts, um, each one about an hour long. Uh, it's for our 100th episode. So first and foremost, I want to thank everybody who's been following us since the beginning as well as anybody who's joined along the way and enjoys our content. We appreciate you more than you know. And um, this podcast means a lot to me. Uh, I've gone through a lot um, since I've started this back in 2020. And I think my co-hosts have as well. And I could speak for myself when I say that I... I appreciate what this cast brings to my everyday life, and um, I appreciate uh, our founder of the Ruminations Radio Network, Mitch, for bringing me along on this ride, this journey. Um, it's something that I look forward to each and every week doing this, and um, yeah, I just wanted to 
send my thanks and my love to not only the listeners, but to Mitch and my co-host Ian and Brennan. Uh, this means a lot. So without further ado, all the mushy stuff out of the way now. We have three parts for you today. Part one, Mr. Fantastic, the Elastic, takes us on a journey through his letterbox tops and bottoms of the rating world. And we're not talking about those tops and bottoms, folks. Also, part two, we have Ian, the ghost of Ian, uh, the ghost of Tsushima, the yada, yada, yadas, the, the ghost of your homes, your beds, your closets, all that good stuff. He is going to be taking us on a journey around the world to break down horror in many countries uh, to go over not just what is the top horror in his eyes, but maybe the world's, you know, did some pretty good movies. And uh, part three, we break down our year as a whole for the Ruminations of Red Room podcast. The top films we've covered in 2023 and we do an extensive conversation um about that list and what our final placement is so without further ado again i appreciate all of you listening and let's begin Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Ruminations of Red Rum, the horror podcast of the Ruminations Radio Network, and it is our 100th episode extravaganza! You! Now, me me hosting this, Brendan, (laughs) Mr. Fantastic, uh... We just now figured out who was going to be hosting this, uh, so I didn't prepare a few facts. But um, Kyle, uh, I think I have a few things. So can you hit me with a? <laughs> Ruminations of Red Rum is the horror podcast of the Ruminations Radio Network. It is hosted by Kyle, Ian, and Brendan, three guys who just love horror movies and just love talking about them. They've been together. Uh, for about two and a half years and it's been a wild ride they've covered movies from uh, new french extremity all the way to the uh, pinky films from japan Uh, some of them have been great some have been awful but what we do know is that we're thankful to have you guys along for the ride with us with listeners in over 30 countries over 10,000 downloads uh, just numbers that i don't think any of us ever thought we'd hit and I feel like I don't want this to sound like I'm saying this because obviously Kyle this is your baby I our baby I am so happy to be here with all of you guys uh 65 reviews uh between uh Apple Podcasts and Spotify that is just incredible um whether they're from family friends or people we've never even met uh just thank you for listening to us uh, and I think we have uh, a pretty fun episode, uh, episodes for you 
uh, for our 100th episode that Kyle uh, has has brainstormed in his mind. So without further ado, let me introduce two of my closest friends. He's the spooky boy. He's the ghost of Tsushima. He haunts the halls of uh, of Area 42. Yeah, that's that, that's good, right? Yeah, that's good. Damn, accurate. It's Ian. Damn, I'm spooky as fuck. <laughs> it's Ian with two E's. How you doing, Ian? I am. Um, I'm. 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 I'm a busy man right now. It's the holiday season, you know. Um, but we're grinding through it. We're making that moolah, and um, yeah, we're having. We're trying to have fun along the way. So nice. Yeah. Nice. Well, we knew that uh, we've obviously been having some schedule issues aligning up who's free and when, but uh, we couldn't do a 100 without you. So, baby boy, Ian, we're, we're glad you're here. I mean, I could have done 100 without him. <laughs> <laughs> Brennan had to bring him back in. <laughs> it was a little bit. I'm but that other voice you hear, you know him, you love him, you want some more of him. Oh, Jesus. 100 episodes, and I'm still surprising myself. Uh, it's the man who's not wearing a snapback, but he still does drive a Cadillac. Uh, he writes with the number two pencil. He's number one in all of our hearts. It's Kyle with a K. Sometimes when I don't think about it, I take it for granted uh, what we have actually going on right now. And then I like look through the episodes occasionally, and I'm like, dude, we've actually covered so much shit. And then I think about even deeper like the conversations that were had uh the times and places in our lives like even though it was only like a year or two ago there was there was episodes done when ian wasn't even with his girlfriend he was single there was times when uh you know uh lucy was in england still and brendan was a pouty boy there was times when (laughs) there was times when i was a raging alcoholic you know (laughs) definitely a raging alcoholic you know what i mean like we've we've gone through so much shit and so many different stages already just in the short amount of time that we've done this and you know just taking a look back i appreciate it and uh it's been a blast and uh i look forward to more episodes to come and also to explore more uh genres and films i haven't seen because that's probably the highlight of my uh my time here hell yeah and if you guys stick with us to episode 200 one of us is showing whole uh ian what have you been up to recently you said my name immediately after that. Um, <laughs> no, 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 no correlation. It's, I watched. Uh, you know what? I've been watching a lot of stuff. Been trying to, or not actually. I haven't been watching a lot of stuff. I've been. He's I've logged been, like fifteen <laughs> movies in the past week and a half, and he hasn't. He hasn't been watching a lot. No, I haven't. I've, I've watched like every Phantom of the Opera, including the, <laughs> oh the Broadway play. Dude, Dude I love Phantom of the Opera. That was uh, it was an early childhood memory of my mom taking me to go see that um, f- that play, and it was it was amazing. I loved it, and uh, I recently watched the movie. Fantastic, um, and I saw the original like silent film. Uh, that was like. It was interesting. Definitely something we could we could cover for That's, sure. Uh, Vincent Price, right? No, or no, no, no. Bella Lugosi. I have no idea. Okay, it is. I think it's like a French film. Fake fan. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely, because there's no music in it. I don't fucking care. I want to hear the music, bro. Um, but yeah, I mean, I've uh, I've been trying to do what I can with the energy that I have left. Um, so 
I, I do. Uh, uh, back to what Kyle said, I like that we have these episodes, and I like that I get to look back at the history that we've made and the milestones that we've hit and, you know, growing as people and as human beings. And, you, you know, you can hear it through the podcast. And it's a, it's a cool little history um, experiment. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I very much appreciate this podcast. Hell yeah. Kyle, what about you? What have you been up to? You got, you got, two, uh, you got two friends behind you there. Mm, yeah. The I I felt like joining for the hundredth episode. I need uh Mr. Douglas Jones, aka Mr. Jackpots, and also Sophie Girl slash Sophie slash Sophie Noodle Lady, um in the building. So they're both joining us for the one hundredth episode. And yeah, um I've been I've been kind of going everywhere lately. Um, been playing a lot of games. Been watching a lot of. I've been in getting in a little bit of an anime mood. Um. Scott Pilgrim kind of reignited that. Uh, I watched Blue Eye Samurai, the Netflix series. Really good. Um, started Onimusha, the Netflix series. Ooh. Very excited about that. Uh, Takashi Miike is directing it, oh, which yeah. is very cool. Um, we've covered, you know, uh, Audition. Is that him? I don't think uh, we ever yes. released that episode. I, yeah, I think it's, a, it's one of the... Hidden episode. Unreleased. We'll cover it again one day. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh yeah, so I've been uh dabbling in anime lately. Um just kinda uh, to Ian's point, just getting through the holiday. It's been very crazy. I work retail, so it's insane. And I'm like a high-level manager at my place, so it's very busy, a lot of a lot of hours, a lot of shit I gotta do. Um, so in between finding time to actually relax, it's just uh been watching netflix i think what's getting me into watching these animated shows though is their bite size and i could take them a little bit at a time i don't have to commit to like a two or three hour movie and i could just indulge in these like little 20 to 40 minute experiences and that's what i've been doing with blue-eyed samurai i broke i watched like one episode a day like over the course of like a week a little a little more than a week and uh that's that that that's a good show that's a really good show. I give it a four and a half and a heart on the letterbox. And uh, I would highly recommend it to anybody that's not only an anime or animation, but just a fucking amazing story. Great cast, good writing, um, great character development. Um, it's written by the guy who did 20, uh, Blade Runner 2049 and Logan. Um, and it's, yeah, it's, it's really good. I highly recommend it. The, Animation was a little bit of a turnoff at first, and then it, it quickly grew on me. Quickly. Like, by episode two, I was already sold, and I was locked in. But, uh, yeah, highly recommend that one. But, yeah, it's pretty much it. Nice. Uh, I have been playing a lot of... Hey, Brennan, what have you been up to? Um, well, besides uh, getting hit by Ford F-150s... Um, oh, my God. I have been playing a lot of Hades. Uh, too much Hades, some would say. It's uh, it, it's beyond addicting. Is there a word for something more than addicting? Because raging alcoholic. Yes, <sighs> dude, yeah. you literally took the joke away. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say. Um, I I shake when I don't play the game. Um, no, but it's uh, it, it's. 
so fun. I I really like the roguelike aspect of it. I like how you can make your character bigger and better um, throughout each run. Uh, I like what upgrades stay, what you have to, uh, I guess for lack of a better term, upgrade each round. Uh, it's just, it's so fun. It, it's, I'm not very good at video games. So when I find one that I deem, and a lot of people deem difficult, and I'm like pretty decent at it, it makes me feel good. So. Hell yeah. Also Fortnite. Uh, <laughs> oh my god. Do that new trailer that Kyle just sent with the with the bus or with the with the train yeah, that actually looks train. sick as fuck dude capture the train yeah yeah like first person a first person shooter in fortnite what ian, you, ian German, i got i got a dub my very first game just minutes ago wow we're right high right now he's right high seven seven wow. kills seven kills i wasn't the best on the team it's uh, respectable but yeah so carried your weight <laughs> That's that's a team, in, uh, you know, and one fourth, three fourths. <laughs> that, that is something. Uh, but uh, I think we should just kind of uh, jump right into it. We're gonna get right into my list, so I'm gonna start. Share your screen. I'm gonna share, share your screen. Uh, Take your pants off. Oh, I'm watching Pluto next. By the way. Hell yeah! It's by um, Kurosawa. Yeah. The uh, dude who did Monster. Um, it was really good, really good detective um, anime. It's really? it's eight episodes long, but they are Four hour, an hour long each. Hour. Yeah, well, that's how uh, Blue Eyes Samurai was. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, interesting okay. that they're doing that. It's just twenty, like twenty four, twenty six episodes, anyways. Watch Blue Eyes Samurai, by the way. I'll check it out. Um, can you guys see my screen? We can. Okay. Yes, I can. All right. Uh, so for my tier. Um, I had an idea and then, uh, I realized, uh, Kyle had told me it was not the same, but very similar to his. So, um, in the past few hours, I've redone, uh, my idea. And so my tier list here is going to be, uh, 25 films of, I, it was only until I met you, Kyle, that I became, uh, kind of obsessed with Letterboxd. So I feel like uh, my letterboxed journey uh, is you're, you're the catalyst for it. So I felt uh, what I wanted to do was go into my letterboxed account and pick 25 movies. Uh, and the criteria were I'm picking five movies uh, that are I have rated either a five or a four point five. Uh, I've picked five movies that I've either rated a four or a three point five. Um, five more that are a three or two point five. Five more that are two, one point five. In the last five are going to be what I've given either a one or a point five. Hence the five by five grid. I like it. Yeah. I see what you're doing here. That's I good. see what you're doing. Here. So um, I think okay. I'm going to get started. I'm going to go top to bottom. So uh, instead Can you do of bottom first. Oh no! Yes, sir. Let him do his bottom. list. <laughs> well, so so Ian, what I'm going to do is I'm going to start with a five, then I'm going to go down to a four, then down to a three. Okay. Um, unless, actually, no, I'm going to start from the bottom and work my way up. How about that? Start from the bottom. Now we're here. All right. Drake. So the first, the first film that I am Ooh, adding sexy. to my oh, list. The other film. I gave this film a one. Uh, it is Hostel Part Three. 
uh, I know initially there was some issues because um, Eli Roth's name was on it, even though he had nothing to do with the production. Uh, he has disowned this movie, uh, and it's just completely god-awful. Is this the one where at the end the kids are playing soccer with a head? Uh, no. Then I have not seen this one. That's one of the good ones. One and two are the good ones. Okay. So just to get this straight, um, this first row, you're going bottom to the top, yeah. and this signifies the F. 0.5s or 1s? Yeah. Okay, and then the 5s will be on the right-hand side, the very right column. Is that right? No, the 5s are going to be up top, so it's going to go left from to right. left to right. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay, I thought you were going from bottom to top, but you meant the other way. Got yeah. you. Okay. Um. I'm on board. <laughs> so um, I feel like there's really no thoughts on this movie. It's, it's throwaway. It's, it's nothing. Um, so, all right, let's uh, jump up to my first two slash 1.5. And that is, <laughs> dude, dude, this topsters thing is so cool. Um, and that is M. Night Shyamalan's old. So you give it a one or a 1.5? Um, I gave this a 1.5. 1.5. Okay. Yeah. What was your main gripes with it? Because uh, it's like some people like it, some people don't. Yeah. Um, I, some people think M. Night Shyamalan is. <laughs> oh people, like the, pe- people, but on the opposite end of the spectrum, people like to really hate on M. Night. Yeah. Like really. For no him. reason, too. Like he's not that bad. I, yeah, he's, he's, not, not. he's not that bad. I think what happened, uh, I think. The that one wolf dude that's in old and hereditary, mm-hmm. whose name I, I'm forgetting his first name, Alex Wolf, maybe. Um, oh, that guy, yeah. The I think when he was in hereditary, his acting was extreme and over the top, and it worked for that movie because, uh, because Ari Aster knew how to direct him in old, he does almost the same exact thing, but M. Knight just lets him run with it, he doesn't ever try and rein him in. There's, uh, and I, I just think the idea is fine. I did the execution, just I felt nothing for this movie. So you think he just looks like a doofus? Yeah. I can't work up the care to see it, but like if I ever, I don't know, my time is so limited right now <laughs> that like I, I, I have to like curate my watches very carefully. Yeah. So maybe this time of year, isn't the best time to dive after old, but it is something that when I'm, when it's a little bit slower and I could have a little bit more free time out, I'm probably going to jump in eventually. Yeah. I feel like this movie is a a film that you need like a certain type of free time, a free time that just is, is scheduled towards a, like a five out of 10 film from a big director. Yeah. Like this. So let's just stop giving M night money. Um, okay, we are moving on to my first <laughs> three slash two point five film. Uh, Dead Snow. You talk a lot about this one. That is Dead Snow. The first one. There it is. Dead Snow. Uh, fun movie. Not good movie. Uh, the second one is a thousand times worse, and not in a fun way. Um, fun. Fun is all Dead Snow is. And it's Norwegian. So if you want to hear people talk funny. 
This is one of the movies that is probably one of my most like on my like guilty haven't seen lists because like I'm a huge zombie fan and this is a pretty like well known like like it's got a good following, um, and it came out at a time that was like uh, Black Ops zombies and the World War Two yes. zombies mm-hmm. kind of thing. It was like the same year. Yes, yeah, and. Uh, I don't know. I just it it came and passed me by, but I I still want to watch it. It's something I still want to watch. So it it it's a fun winter movie. Watch it in January or December or or this month. Maybe I got to give it, it a watch. It is a winter month. It is a winter yeah. month, isn't it? All right. I feel like fans of zombie films just love to throw this out as yeah, like a. Mm-hmm. What I'm saying, like a hidden gem kind of recommendation. Yeah, that was uh, Dead Snow was one of the first DVDs I got off Netflix. He also directed. <laughs> the guy also directed a uh, Violent Night, which I thought was decent. It was decent. Oh, really? Did he? Yeah. How oh, good for it, him. It, it was enjoyable. I actually liked Violent Night. I wasn't gonna watch it because I hate that fucking David Harbor. I think he's an awful actor. Um, but <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not. He's right. fine. Yeah. He's fine. But the movie. Uh, has a lot of fun with itself and uh, it doesn't take itself seriously and it's it's a lot of fun actually so all right so uh next on the list will be my first four slash 3.5 movie which i did give a four it is the 2022 23 film barbarian i'm surprised you didn't go higher with this one I mean, I gave it a four, but I am, from Brendan's perspective, yeah, I'm a little surprised he didn't give it at least a 4.5, honestly. I mean, yeah, you know, it it has uh, it has Bill Skarsgård in it. Uh, that's all I got to say about him. <laughs> no, uh, uh, I, I think this movie really drags after the introduction of Justin Long. And then it goes into Richard Brake's character. I understand why they did it, but I just feel like it drags from there. And the ending, uh, the ending didn't really do it for me. You don't like the nipple monster? Oh, I mean, no, I, she I, was I cool. Her. But the actual ending, I agree with you, is yeah. a little like, like the water tower and the. It felt very YouTubey, bombastic. <laughs> <laughs> For like literally no reason. For like literally no reason. So yeah, and uh, I know that fans are really pushing hard for this one to get a physical release. Um, I I personally would like a physical release for it. Also, uh, something interesting about this movie, I saw someone pointed out on Twitter, uh, the font for Barbarian is the same font that's used for the Sweet Baby Ray's uh, barbecue sauce. (laughs) (laughs) I wonder if there's a connection. <laughs> Maybe. Um, all right. So getting to the top of the list. You uh, love this movie. My five, my first five out of five is The Outwaters. One of the hands down most incredible found footage films I've ever seen in my life. Uh, right up there with Kyle's favorite, Lake Mungo. <laughs> <laughs> See, Kyle, I can't see your face, so I don't know what's happening. <laughs> you don't want to see my face. <laughs> uh, Ian, you haven't seen this yet, have you? No. I'm surprised. I haven't seen it. I, yeah. I want you to watch it. 
I I don't even think I have it on my watch list. I'm gonna I'm gonna add it though. I've heard you talk about this movie for. You know, I like how initially you were like, "Yeah, maybe I'll do a found footage tier list." <laughs> <laughs> this is a movie that um, I came across by myself. Like nobody told me about it. I saw a trailer on it, and it immediately piqued my interest. The trailer looked fucking amazing and right up my alley. I almost subscribed to Screenbox specifically for it. I did. Um, I did. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people did, and. It looks fucking awesome, and I, I I now officially own a physical version of it. Nice. So I'm very excited to throw it on because it's it's one I've been wanting to watch for a long time now. Oh wait, you uh you got that uh you got the collection I did right the bloody disgusting collection. Yeah. Oh, dude, you also have to watch Japanese Cube. I plan on watching all three. <laughs> yeah, I'm a big fan of the original Cube. So if anything, I'll watch the Japanese one just out of sheer curiosity. It's so, uh, it's so funny. And not good. Oh, you've watched it, Ian? Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, I think I, I don't I think it's I don't, like a one point something on yeah. the <laughs> so. They just made Ian, I think you'll know what I mean when I say because you've seen the original, right? Yes. There was that one character change that they made, and I think you know what I'm talking about. Okay, you don't know what I'm talking about. Never mind. No, no, we're talking about. Okay, all right. We are moving on. We are back. To, I watch it religiously. We are Ooh. back to the bottom of my list, a film that I gave, uh, I think this one was also a 0.5. It is The Butterfly Effect 2. Uh, somehow the uh, jackass level music videos of the mid-2000s uh, gratuity of The Butterfly Effect spawned a sequel film somehow we are in the awful butterfly effect universe this film is hot garbage uh it made whatever the the fleeting amount of things that were interesting in the first one a completely null and void with this absolute shitter well it took out the kush (laughs) you can't do that never take out the kush so Kyle, Kyle, have you seen the any of the Butterfly Effect movies? I saw the first one in theaters. Uh, was a very big fan of the first one when I was a younger lad. Have you watched have it at not, all recently? No. <laughs> I was going to say, the, the last time I've seen the original Butterfly Effect was probably in high school. And that's when I liked it. So, Oof. I have not seen it since. I was going to say you should, but maybe you shouldn't. I'll just keep it in my mind's eyes, yes. something I, I, I once enjoyed. Yes. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, moving on to a topical film that I gave either a 2 or a 1.5 is uh, a film that uh, both Ian and I have watched. Kyle, I don't think you have. It is mm-hmm. Five Nights at Freddy's. Ian, you watched this, right? Yeah, it's a pretty bad film. Not going to lie. Do you, it's, uh, do you think, um, Kyle and I talked about this on our, whatever episode we did last, um, which I'm blanking on. Uh, I mean, this is the most recent episode. Uh, it's a very accessible film. Do you think, Ian, that this is good gateway horror for younger audiences? Oof. That's a good question. That's actually a really good question. But um, consensus, I you know I watched this with my girl. She's she's a little younger. 
<laughs> her demographic. Uh, of age, though, of age. Um, but barely she grew up on Five Nights at Freddy's, and uh, she really didn't like it. Um, she and she doesn't really watch a lot of horror films. Um, I thought the we we both thought the we kind of had the same thing, uh, same mindset going in, but. Um, the acting was super boring and uninteresting from PETA, the dude, the fucking yeah. main character. And then the fact that the, um, the animatronics are like, I don't know if I'm going to spoil anything or like good guys in this movie. Like, no, are that's they? completely against what the video game is, is about. Wait, were they good guys? Yeah. They were mm-hmm. helping out the kid. They were, well, that was, well, they, that they was in the, the intruders, but well, yes, yeah. Let's not spoil anything. Yeah, um, yeah let's not spoil Five Nights at Freddy's. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, this is someone's magnum opus, Kyle. Oh Jesus! All right. Um, moving. Unless anyone else has anything to say about FNAF, um, uh, get, go uh, watch Willy's Wonderland. Yes, much better. Ten times better. Did uh, Ian? Did you see all the memes that went around when um, FNAF hit? 86 for the audience score. Oh my god. No. That's the, that is that's disgusting. Bite. Um, all right. So uh, next in the 3 slash 2.5 is um, wait, hold on. That's not it. Spiral from the book. It's right there. It's right, right there. Yeah. It's, it's that one, I think. Oh, is this I think the cover's just pretty sure that's it. Different. Oh yes. All right. Yes. Okay. Sorry. My bad. Uh, it is Spiral from the Book of Saw. Um, for the grand return to the Saw franchise, um, there was an unfortunate lack of traps. Um, it felt so <laughs> different. There was too much daytime. There should be very little to no day. Saw one, no daytime. Saw three. <laughs> No daytime. Saw two. You get Eric Matthews and his son um, walking along a pier. Yes, yeah. There, there should be no daytime in a Saw movie. Oh my god. Am I crazy? Am I crazy? No, it's it's bad, but that's just such a funny thing to bring up. Um, This movie had too much daytime. (laughs) It does. Saw movies aren't supposed to be outside during the day. Um, The kills. the, The traps are pretty lame uh the finger trap on the one detective was cool um i appreciate them trying to tell a new story in this universe and i would be interested if they continued other different stories within the saw universe but uh this film was a bit middle of the road for me anyone Uh, any thoughts on spiral no no comment it was um it had like it had like two good traps um but I, I do like the attempt to mm-hmm. branch off and make like a, some kind of side story or spinoff of the, the Saw series. But yeah, you're right. Too much daytime. <laughs> I will say, though, like personally, um, <laughs> I've been following the Saw franchise from the beginning. And like my biggest complaint was that there was too many nighttime scenes. <laughs> so I think this might be the Saw for me. I think honestly. this is Kyle's Saw. I think this might be my Saw. Oh my god! I got to give it a watch. <laughs> this is Kyle's Saw. I will say um, I was a little skeptical about Chris Rock's um, mm. he did being good. a detective he in a Saw good. film, but he was good. Yeah. Don't was good. they? Don't they do the uh, like the backwards hat to make him younger in this? Yes. Yeah. 
Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. In, in a scene with him and his dad. Oh, yeah. They do with Samuel him Jackson. And yes, by the way, okay. Samuel Jackson is now canon in the Sawverse. Mm-hmm. Got you. Okay. That's um, awesome. All right, so my next uh, four slash three point five is a film that Ian will definitely be familiar with. It is Wrong, oops, Wrong Turn to Dead End. But Ian, you've seen this, right? Yeah, oh. I was waiting for you to go first. Okay, sorry. Um, the the survival TV show aspect of it, I think, is why everyone loves this movie. Uh, Henry Rollins is great. You get some good backstory, um, some amazing kills. And I think it's the most coherent of the wrong turn films. I think this is a really great sequel to a otherwise tragically terrible um, series. Um, could be better than the first one. It's debatable. Uh, this is this is a really good film. Um, I think the the um, the way it plays out is really great. Um, the yeah the the uh, what's it called. The, the broadcasting kind of game network thing mm-hmm. that they have really interesting great sequel great sequel Kyle. it's gonna be three hours Kyle yeah. you check the clock again <laughs> um, I, uh, I'm a big fan of the douche okay and <laughs> a big fan of the douche so um, in wrong turn one right I that came out in a pivotal moment in Kyle's uh, yeah. history when he was growing he he was turning from boy to man in a lot of ways and the the douche helped him on that journey um, if this is anything like the first movie or better I'm in I actually own the entire pack I've been meaning to actually go through them it's been on my backlog for some time now um, I'm already bought in I just need to set aside the time but I look forward to it. And I think this film is worth the time. Yeah. I genuinely think that. Is it better than the first yes. movie? I need a yes or no right now. Yes. Yes. Fuck, I can't get that. I can't get that count. You got a three, two, one. Yes. 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 Move on. I, I don't know if I to see that. Official though. ruminations <laughs> of Red Rum <laughs> statement. Wrong turn two is better than wrong turn one. Ian. Brendan, hit Ian. us with your top. Oh, God. Ian, you had the moment to say, see, whatever. Fuck! Mm, Fuck! Yeah. That, that, hey, that, it's, that's it's your... not over yet. We still got some time. We still got some time. It's not over yet. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, my next film that is a 5 slash 4.5, which I did indeed give a 5. It is John Carpenter's In the Mouth of Madness. Uh, one of the films that made me want to become a writer because I wanted this to happen to me in real life. It's another so- uh, another one of my like what the fuck why haven't I seen this movie yet like this is insane like this is a movie I should have rented when I was renting VHSs as a kid like for some reason this movie passed me by and I'm a huge John Carpenter fan I love his work even his bad films and like Escape from New York terrible movie no, um, you're insufferable I, I just <laughs> Escape from New is better and I just I love all of his flicks right and like this is supposed to be one of his best ones and I haven't seen it and I need to I, I don't even own it and it has a like a Scream Factory yeah it's, really, like, what it's a beautiful it's a, it's a Kyle owned film yeah Kyle owned us film <laughs> I know I know um, this movie's a great uh, this movie's great um, and the more I hear Brennan talk about it, the more my rating for it and my my interest in it just goes up. Like every time he talks about it, 
I thought you were going to say goes down. (laughs) (laughs) He really turns me off. No, yeah, great film. We'll cover it at some point. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, The moment we probably all thought was coming for my one slash point five, that is the 20 whatever film (laughs) terrifier. Um, I have nothing to say about it. So if you guys want to say anything, uh, I'm fine to just move on. I think it's a pretty a pretty decent movie. Undeserved hate. <laughs> um, I don't think the movie's uh, that bad. I think it's uh, pretty fun. The first time I watched it, I was uh, pretty moderately entertained. Um, I like the kills. I like Art the Clown. And uh, yeah, it wasn't bad. <laughs> Kyle actually suggested this movie to me. Sorry suggested this movie to me um so that means he was probably blackout drunk watching this movie having a great time probably yeah and i recommended it before it was a thing so i'm putting my stamp of uh the pioneer i i yeah i discovered it (laughs) (laughs) um so uh next for my two slash 1.5 um is going to be a controversial pick for some, I think, uh, widely regarded as one of the greatest horror movies of all time. Uh, I gave it a 1.5. It is the 1970-whatever film, Don't Look Now, starring Donald Sutherland. Donald Sutherland. Uh, He does hang dong, so I gave it half a point for that. Yo. I just think this... Everyone's like, oh, this is the most tense movie ever. And it's, I just think it's one of the most boring movies I've ever seen. So. They hang dong in Blue Eyes Samurai. I was kind of surprised. Maybe I'll but, watch um, that. They hang a lot of dong. There's actually a lot of nudity in that show. Um, Jesus. But uh, don't look now. The first time I saw this, I was on a date and I saw it at The Loft, which is a local Ooh. movie theater um, here in in Arizona and I was um, extremely intoxicated as well as my date and <laughs> naturally and um, I don't remember almost any of it and I haven't watched it since but I have heard that it's kind of a I have heard the mixed like it's boring as fuck mm-hmm. or it's one of the greatest things that's that's the general d- divided consensus about this movie Feels like I couldn't a tell you why film. Yeah, is it though? Is it pretentious? Is that why people think it's? I don't know. I f- I, I see it on I, a lot of I people. I would uh, I would consider it pretentious. I need to figure out why this movie is so well regarded. I need to watch yeah. it. I need to watch it. God, if this I need becomes to, I need to see like, Sutherland's dong. Let's cover it, Daddy Sutherland's <laughs> dong. I think we should cover it. I agree. Yeah, that was um, a Criterion. No, oh, great. Uh, <gasps> this better be the Ryan Reynolds one. My uh, next on my three slash two point five is uh, a film from the mid two thousands that even though I've been on a mid aughts binge, I have not revisited it since I probably saw it on AMC's Fear Fest in like the twenty tens. Um, that is the two thousand and five Ryan Reynolds vehicle, the Amityville Horror. I gave this a three, I believe. Uh, I'm very, very, very familiar with um the story behind it, the Lutz family. Uh, this movie is so over the top and ridiculous. Uh, I hate to be one of those people that say like, it's just based on a true story, but it is so beyond exaggerated 
I feel like they kind of lose any credence that they were trying to uh, establish with the based on the true story logline. So that's what I got to say, Ian. Daddy Reynolds. Yeah. Oh. Daddy Ryan Reynolds takes his shirt off. Look, at it. he is in his peak form in this film, cutting those logs, chopping those fucking kids' heads off. I, this is my first and only Annuville Horror, and I hope it's my last. Don't ever watch any others, please. I won't. Dude, in like when when he's wearing like the the low rise pajamas, no shirt, his his cum gutters are glistening. Oh my god! You know his cum. You know how we cover like remakes of films all the time, and we and we reference like this is someone's this is someone's version of that movie. This is this your, is my version of it. That's Angel. great. Ah, that makes me so happy. This is it's a mm-hmm. fun movie. Yeah. Kyle, any solid in uh. I was really drunk when I saw it. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, no, I actually saw this film at a drive-in theater in uh, Orange County, California, and it was a really long time ago. But I, re- I, I like it. I like it. It's been a while since I've seen it, though. I don't have too much to say. All right, um, I have to do a, a quick audible here because one of my movies is not on here. Uh, so I'm going to jump ahead one. Uh, for the four slash three point five, and that is the Kevin Bacon film Hollow Let's Man. Fucking go, people! Uh, I'll just say Thanos one. Is in this. I'll say one quick thing, and then Kyle, I'll turn it over to you. Uh, this was a movie that um, I associate a lot for some reason uh, with watching with my mom. Uh, this was on TV quite a bit, uh, and. For some reason, we just watched it a lot when it was on, and I just enjoy this movie. Kyle, what do you have to say? No, when this movie came out, it was a spectacle of sorts. It was like one of those... <laughs> I'm telling you right now, I saw it in theaters, and it was a blockbuster, a summer fucking blockbuster. First of all, Kevin Bacon... I, I, I Kevin Bacon, I think, has just always been in his prime. He's... He was in his prime in his 20s, and he's in his prime now. Like, he's just always somehow in his prime. And this is him, once again, in his prime. And this movie was absolutely (laughs) fantastic. (laughs) I love this film. I used to watch it all the time. I owned it on VHS. Uh, It's a very provocative film. Very hot. Uh, Weird that you watch it with your mom. And it's not uh, that hot. Well, it was it was the TV it version. Was, so, as a little kid, it was it was a pretty provocative film for a kid. Rapey vibes. Um, and uh, yeah, dude, I love this. It was like my first introduction to like a mythos, you can say, to like the Invisible Man. I didn't see the Universal films yet. I didn't see any of that shit yet. So this was technically my first Invisible Man film, and I love it for that. So shout out to Hollow Man. I always love it. I feel like I talk a lot about films that I've seen with my mom or my parents, and I love that you saw this with your mom, Brendan. That uh, that hit me. That hit me good. And um, yeah, I'm I'm glad you have that for you. For you. All right, thank you. That means a lot. We are moving on. <laughs> to, to, no, no, that does. That does. I was just trying to. It, I was trying to be fast for brevity, and now I made it longer. Yeah. Uh, we are at the five slash four point five in oh, the next. Oh man, that was so good. <laughs> <laughs> so sorry. Cool. That means a lot. Moving on to the next one. <laughs> you just been one. Like, I fucking looked you in my face before you left. No, that oh, sounded so bad. God, I apologize. I water after that. Okay. Um, 
The next one is Saw 3D, which I gave a 4.5. It is the conclusion to a franchise that really defined my adolescence. Uh, when I first watched Saw, it was at um, a at my uh, family's cabin in the Poconos, and I watched <laughs> it on a December night, uh, and I was absolutely terrified. I was so afraid to watch scary movies, but I became so excited with the idea of the Saw movies. Mm-hmm. And uh, so Saw 1 and 2 I watched uh, during a snowstorm in a cabin. And it fills me with such nostalgic vibes that I know I will never, ever have again um, to that extent. And Saw 3D, I think, is the perfect culmination of where I saw this story start. It's not an amazing film, but Sean Patrick Flannery is great. You get uh, um, Carrie Always comes back. Uh, You get, uh, you know, it's funny. The only person that doesn't come back is... uh, um, uh, um, John Kramer. No, the uh, the first cop that gets his neck slit in the first movie. Um, um, the guy from Lethal Weapon. Lieutenant Harrigan. The guy from Lethal Weapon. Yeah, no, Lieutenant Harrigan. Harrigan. Yes, yes. <laughs> I took a total guess on that, but uh, um, it is Donald Glover. <laughs> yes, yes. Thank you, thank you. Um, Hell yeah. It's 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 fun, Ian. I know you have a, a history with the Saw movies. Um, remind me again which, which by which trap this is. <laughs> which film? Uh, this is Saw 3D, the final one. Bobby Dagan uh, lies on a book tour. Um, it's the one where oh, the yes. pub- the publicist has the hook in the throat. It's the carousel one, right? No, that's sick. No, okay. Well, this movie is my number four on uh, my ranked Saw movies out of ten, so and it must be good. It. Uh, I think I remember the acting being. God awful, but the saw the traps being amazing. Uh, so for that, this is my number four. Okay, fair enough. Uh, back to the bottom of the barrel, a film that I give a point five. It is dash cam, utterly annoying, uh, ridiculous. I could not fathom sitting through this entire film. This is one of the few films that I've ever had to shut off while watching. Um, it is hot garbage. I don't give a shit about the politics of it. It's just an awful, awful movie. Yeah, I didn't have anything to say about Saw 3. Thanks for asking, Brendan. But Dash Cam, um, <laughs> dash, dash Cam, on the other <laughs> hand, Dash Cam, on the other hand, um, no, I haven't seen Dash Cam either. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Continue. <laughs> you haven't even seen Saw 3D. Oh, no. Yeah, I've seen Saw 3. I've 3D. seen uh, 3D. Oh, 3D. Saw 3D. Yeah, oh, yeah. No, no. <laughs> Have not seen Saw 3D. Uh, I wasn't correctly. just being a dick. I'm sorry. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. All right. Moving on oh, to another 2 slash 1.5. A film that I rated higher than its predecessor. I gave a 1.5. It is Terrifier 2. Uh, finally, oh. Terrifier has a story. Uh, it's just a shame that story sucks. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Ben needs to be a spokesperson for the terrifying movies. No, wait, hold on. Why is, so this, why is this one rated higher? Because oh it actually has a story. 
But it's a bad story. So wouldn't that detract from the overall rating? No, because he actually cared enough to try and write a story. It's just a shame that Damien Leone can't write a goddamn story because he's a fucking hack. <laughs> Allegedly. Uh, up next, a film I gave 2.5. Um, it is Smile. Uh, this is one of those films that fell victim to the showing everything in the trailer with not enough interesting mm. things mm. in between those in the actual film. Uh, mm. It was fine. Kyle Gallagher did a good job. The lean lady did a good job, but it's whatever. I agree. It was whatever. It had a really cool like visuals, though. I liked the creature. I like the creature design at the end. I thought the whole finale was actually really neat. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the last 20 minutes. Um, it just, it it felt to me like they ripped off a lot of the formula from other movies and kind of like pasted a bunch of it together in a way that seemed like um, it wasn't original. And it that's why it was kind of just bland to me. Very kind of generic, even though it does have some... Uh, some high highs in it. Some high highs indeed. Mm-hmm. I still want to see this movie. And um the uh short that it's based off of, Laura hasn't slept. Uh first of all, the poster is really, really cool, but that um that short is really, really neat. And I could totally see why somebody someone would have greenlit a film based on that short. I I thought the short was really cool. What do you what do you think about films like Smile and Lights Out that are based on a short film? But to me, I I think I gave Lights Out a two point five. It feels like they take the the short film obviously has the best moments, and I feel like Mm -hmm. there's a difficulty in expanding those usually into a palatable hour and a half feature. Yeah, I mean, I think that's where it's either fight or flight, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's easy to direct a two to ten minute short, but when you have to expand it into a two hour movie, I guess that's when like the writing chops come into play, right? Yeah. Like, okay, well, can you? It's a make it or break. You can it. direct. You can direct. You have a good idea. Now, can you write it out? Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes it works for it, and sometimes it doesn't. In Smile, I don't think it did. Yeah, but um, do you remember? There you are other it? examples that I could probably think of if I put my mind to it where they've made shorts uh mm-hmm. that have turned into something better lego my soul lights out is not one of them either um okay so i was able to fix uh, my four slash 3.5 uh so the next one is a film mm-hmm. that i have talked about quite frequently i have given it a four um i do understand that it is a bad movie my four on this is incredibly biased. That is dead subjective. silence. That it's a bad movie. It's subjective. Um, no, I don't think it is, but I know mostly everyone else does think that. Um, Not everyone. But. Uh, I like how this was a movie. You can tell that this was a very passionate film, even if there was a lot of studio interference to it. Um, Ryan Quantin is one of my favorite actors. He's great in True Blood. He's fantastic in this. Donnie Wahlberg with the fucking accent throughout the whole movie in that goddamn uh, uh, shaver that he has. This movie is just so fun, and I always find it terrifying. I love New Kids on the Block, and I love Saw 2. 
Don Donnie Wahlberg for the win for sure. I have a very nostalgic memory of uh, having a little kickback at my house in high school and watching this film. Nice. So um, there's that, but also I think it's really interesting how he could have such success with Saw and get a green light for a new movie and kind of do something a little outside of the mm -hmm. box. I don't think this was a safe film. No, we're not. Really, yeah. And so I think it was cool that um, he kind of just went with it instead of going with something that maybe like the studio would want him to do. And uh, like you said, it kind of seems like a little like a little bit of a passion project and something he probably thought was really interesting and cool. And for that, I like it. And uh, it's always a movie that I'll look, uh, look back fondly on. So. I love to hear it. I like him as a storyteller mm -hmm. as well. I, I, just, I just like his films as a you know, piece of story. Yeah, go, go listen to our Dead Silence episode because we actually talk pretty highly of it. And right. I don't know if you guys actually knew this, but it gets silent before yes. she... she <laughs> Shut the fuck she, up. Fuck you. <laughs> fuck you. I thought you were being serious for a second. You're just oh ribbing me. Oh, God. It's Let's adrenaline that, that makes them <laughs> some. Just kidding. It's dead silent. Uh, the next film, a film that I gave a five, is uh, I forget which country this film is from. I saw it at a festival last year. It is called The Antares Paradox. It is a single location sci-fi. It's I'm going to make the argument to say it's horror, even though it's not listed as that. Um, it's... Uh, the world is kind of as we are now. We are in deep with a climate crisis. Uh, the only other viable option for us in the next 50 to 100 years is finding life on a new planet. And this sole researcher on a night that her um, town is going to be hit with one of the most cataclysmic storms that they've ever seen, uh, she has the choice to either go be with her mother and her sister, or she can stay at this observatory and try and figure out if they bounce a signal back to Antares, if they will get a return signal. And the entire film is is her, uh, is people trying to break in because she's fired at this point um, because she needs to shut the telescope down or else it's going to cause millions of dollars worth of damage to it. And it is a a cosmic gumbo of of beauty. It is such a, an amazing film. Added to the watch list. Okay. <laughs> um, all right. So my final one shitter film. My final slash shitter film is a film that I gave a point five. It is. Oh my god. B Mike. This is the. This is a personal vendetta tier. Okay. Uh, <laughs> B my cat. A film Clearly. for him. <laughs> um, Adrian Tofey, you're a terrible artist. You're not an artist. You're. You think you're doing something, and you're not. I'm sorry. Uh, Allegedly. This this film is awful, and unfortunately, uh, it seems like he's talked a lot of regular horror fans into spending in, in inordinate amounts of money on his Patreon for a film that from the trailer images um, looks beyond amateurish. Um, so I have no respect for him as a filmmaker and I think that he's conning people. Next. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I mean... We've heard so many rants about this movie. It's... I do want to watch the flick, though. 
So it's on Tubi. Just to see what you're talking about. Yeah. See what the hype is about. Be see what all the hype is about. Be My Cat is one of the original Tubi movies. <laughs> Got you. Uh, a next <laughs> film is something I gave a 1.5. And I know, Kyle, you are with me on this. It is mm. No One mm. Will Save You, one of the most overrated piece of shit movies that has come out this year. Look, everything's subjective, right? And I see people in high standings with horror community and things like that uh, praising the movie. That's cool that they like it and they make some valid, you know, they make some valid points. They think the creature design is cool. Um, they like the premise of the movie and what it signifies or means. But I just don't agree. It's just... To me, it seems like a very shallow attempt to try to make something super like artsy. It's like trying to be an A24 movie without being an A24 movie. And it just seems so try hard that I just I couldn't get behind it. It was really boring to me. I thought the premise was just undercooked. And I will say the creature design is fine. It's fine. It's not bad, but a lot of CGI, no practical effects. Um it was just okay, and I just I couldn't get behind this film, and I went to it with pretty, pretty I wouldn't say high expectations, but it was getting a lot of praise. So I was very interested in watching it, and it just was a letdown overall. I just I just couldn't I just couldn't. Yeah, uh, we've talked about this movie enough. Sorry for all the free press. Um, all right, my next film that is a three is. For the second time on this list, a wrong turn movie, wrong turn 2021. I appreciated the direction they tried to take. I would prefer the original uh, direction of the film. And I think that's why wrong turn 2021 hasn't uh, gotten a, um, why, why it hasn't gotten a sequel yet. Uh, it was not, I, Matthew Modine was great in it. I love to see him in something and I was happy to see him in this. I'm glad he's still getting work. Good for you, Maddie. Uh, being a uh, dollar store Ted Danson. Uh, <laughs> I love Ted Danson. <laughs> Ted Danson is great. He's amazing. Um, I love the dollar store. But, uh, Ian, have you seen this one? I have not. I have not seen the last two wrong turns. Okay. I've only seen what's in the uh, that like one to the five case. Yeah. Gotcha. All right. And Kyle, I know you haven't seen this one, so I'm not even going to ask you. Uh, <laughs> uh, Next. Next up, a film Accurate. that I have given a 3.5 twice. Uh, recently wrote a, I think, a 5,000 word editorial on this one. It is Deadly Games, aka Dial Code Santa Claus, aka, uh, there's like 10 other names for it. I've never heard you talk about this film. I'm immediately interested. Um, yeah, so it was, uh, it was introduced to me. Uh, James, uh, who runs Horror Press, asked me if I would want to write an editorial on it. Uh, I told him I'm not, I'm not a Christmas person. I'm not into it. I'm not really into Christmas horror, uh, but I would give it a watch. So I watched it, and he pitched it to me uh, accurately. As uh, and there was a lawsuit over this uh, as the film that inspired Home Alone. And this is almost undoubtedly mm. the film that inspired Home Alone. It's a French film uh, about a kid mm. uh, who. Uh, his father was a military vet. His father died. His mom is uh, a, she works at a very high class French toy store. Um, 
This kid has grand imaginations. He sleeps in an airplane. He's built traps all through the house. And through a series of unfortunate events, basically a psychopathic killer gets to his house with the hopes of killing him. And that's where the home alone aspect comes in. It is so fun, uh, but there's so much heart to it. The, this kid is basically Rambo Jr., but in the moments where shit really hits the fan, the facade completely drops and he's just an eight-year-old child. And it is it is absolutely heartbreaking. So like Home Alone. Okay. You know, the way you're talking about it right now makes it seem like it's definitely not a Brendan 7 out of 10. No, not at all. No, it's like it, a 9 out of 10 kind of movie. Oh, oh, I thought you were going to say less. No. I don't, I don't typically like movies that have heart. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I highly recommend this. This was, uh, again, like I said, James had introduced me to it. I had never heard of it before. This would be a film that I would watch. And there's a beautiful Vincent collect, uh, collection of it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yes. Um, oh, perfect. It's here. Okay. Uh, my final film that is a five out of five is a found footage film. Uh, from a name that you guys might be familiar with, Anthony Cousins, who uh, was the guy who created, uh, along with Aaron B. Kuntz, Scare Package, which we have covered on this show. Um, he had a festival film out this year called Frogman, which is a found footage film, uh, but it takes the direction of uh, someone gets footage of something called the Frogman, and it completely ruins his life. So the uh, about three-fourths of the film is him trying to collect evidence of the Frogman to prove to people that he's not a fucking whack job. And this movie gets insane. Ian, you have found footage, body horror, goo, frog birth. You Ooh, would frog. love this movie. I love birth. Where can we film. watch it? Um, I don't know if it's out yet, but uh, I do know that it was, I'm pretty sure it was acquired by, I feel like it was acquired by Dark Sky, which is the company that acquired uh, Megalomaniac. Um, I the croaks are no hoax. <laughs> I like the, uh, I like the poster. The poster's really cool. The poster's yeah, great. The poster's um, great. Yeah, I, I highly, once this movie comes out, if it's not on VOD somewhere already or streaming, I really do recommend this movie. It is it is beyond fun and an incredible found footage movie. And I think this is this has to be like based on the on the uh, crypto the the Frogman, which I think is like Pennsylvania or Ohio or somewhere in the Northwest, um, okay. where they have like Frogman sightings. Um, so I yeah, definitely gonna watch this. Nice. Well, oh, that's yeah. my list. Uh, any, any, I don't know how to end this really. Any, are there any surprises for you guys on my list? Or does I'm it all, kind, does it all kind of track? Terrifier 2 wasn't below dash cam. Yeah, same. That's pretty much my big surprise, if any, mm-hmm. honestly. All right. And um, also, I'm also a little surprised Hollow Man's not in your top tier. So I agree. I don't know if it's a top tier movie. I don't think the, uh, I don't think the going back and watching it, it feels too dated for me. Mm. Is it the rapey vibes? It could possibly be. Um, mm. But so 
With that being said, that was my tier list. I hope you guys enjoyed that. Uh, we're going to hit you with a few more at some point here soon. How's it going, guys? And welcome to another episode of Ruminations of Red Rum. Today, I will be your spooky little conniving... Ghost white spirit of a host today. We are doing our tier list, and with me, joining me to react to this tier list, we have Kyle, number one, number two in our pencils, number one in our Cadillacs, with a K. Oh, so it's a bit now. Okay. <laughs> Oh, he's doing it on purpose now, is he? <laughs> oh, you're saying he's doing it on purpose. Hey, he's putting it on purpose, eh? He's, like the he's doing it on purpose, hey? Um, I'm doing good, great, and I'm ready to check out this fucking tier list, man. Let's do this shit. What? Wait, what'd you say? No, what'd you say? What did you say? It's the shit, right? What did you, you say? You said it's gonna be the shit. It's gonna be the uh, shit. <laughs> he's saying the shit. Um... <laughs> like it's gonna be awesome, Brendan. Sorry, sorry. Also joining us, the man himself, the absolute marvel of the MCU, the, <laughs> the savior of San Francisco, the absolute goddess, the team leader, the goddess, the team leader himself of the Fantastic Four, joining us today. On his busy, busy schedule. Just thank God he's here. Brandon Jesus Ortega Madison. How are you doing today? Uh, oh, you know, I was gonna I was gonna clap back at you, but then you said that. And now I feel bad clapping back at you. Shit. I'm just gonna take it on the chin. I'm fine. I'm still in immense pain. Yo, when I just stood up after recording that last thing, my whole body <laughs> fucking seized god damn i am pain from all that talking <clears throat> kyle needs to say something <laughs> kyle's doing his dana carvey impression <laughs> dana carvey. um you know i'm just glad to be here i'm just glad to be nominated <laughs> the f the big man himself Guillermo del toro is also here <laughs> hey let me tell you why uh, the movies are spooky. Please stop. Uh, he, I can tell you right now, he did not make anything in my list, and he will never make one of my lists. Um, oh, what is your list? Why don't you tell us? It is. It is. <laughs> Blade Two won't make it on any of your lists. I don't know That's about that. Bro. It is That's unjustified hatred. Know. I'm not gonna lie. It's it's like the terror fires situation. Gotcha. No, mine is justified. <laughs> the dude's a cunt. Allegedly. Allegedly. No. <laughs> Ian, what's your tier list? So my list, since you guys are so curious, is going to be my top 25 films from 25 different countries. Ooh. So I have, and I was, I was low-key scraping the barrel. Like some countries, they only had one movie that I'd seen, one horror movie that I've seen. And um, it definitely shows. In, in the lower rankings, I'm not going to lie. But I think that's a good thing. I think I can take that as 
uh, I need to watch more horror films from this country, and I need to represent them more. Um, and we're going to get into it with number 25, which is, uh, um, it's an unfortunate one because it's a pretty big country. We are going with Ireland. Um, the best horror film that I've seen from Ireland is Rawhead <laughs> Rex, uh, unfortunately. And, um, wait, why is it unfortunately? That movie's great. It's, um, it's definitely like a six out of 10 kind of movie. Hmm. It's there. It could definitely be better. And I wish it wasn't representing Ireland. Hmm. I like Rawhead Rex. It's, it's grown on me. The more time <laughs> it sat with me. And honestly, I'm glad I own it. I want to rewatch it. I'll, I'll Let's re-watch. do it. Let's do a follow-up episode. I'm down. Okay. A follow-up episode. We're doing another episode on that movie. Brutal. Um, the, uh, okay, so after 25, we, we're going into like the 7 out of 10 range. Uh, we have uh, number 24, which is from Malaysia. Uh, we have the movie Row, or it's also called Soul. And this is a um, little more generic type of um, uh horror film it's 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 like a possession kind of uh kind of film it's it's pretty good the the cinematography and, and you can see the directing was was kind of there but um overall it's like it's all right it, it's mid uh number 23 we are going to portugal and this is going to be tombs of the blind dead um And this is the bling bling. This is a film that's uh, it has great cinematography, and I really like its uh, its its horror imagery. But um, again, could be better. I could definitely watch. I could, yeah. It's a movie. I a country that I have to be on the hunt for a better film for. Haven't heard of it. I think Kyle has it on his on his watch list. I do. Yeah, I've been wanting. To watch it, it looks interesting. We're going to number 22. This is Columbia. We have Oro Zuko the Embalmer. And I actually watched this in a stream, a Discord stream with uh, Dylan. And we both thought it was um, right. a pretty good movie. Um, and it was an interesting watch. It's, uh, it's more of a documentary than it is a film because it has actual like it's an actual life of an embalmer like someone who who uh disassembles corpses and and makes them presentable for um caskets um and it shows everything so it's definitely a an interesting watch and i think um you know it it could be disturbing it's it's very disturbing imagery because it 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 doesn't censor anything but um it's a, it's a good film. It's a good film. I noticed that you didn't rate it. Why uh, is that? 7 out of 10. Okay. 7 out of 10. Although I don't really I didn't really feel like giving it a rating. Um it's it's more of like a documentary and I don't really uh give ratings to documentaries for personal that's, reasons. I just, I just don't. Yeah, that's fair. I uh, um, I I only have recently heard about that movie. Uh I was doing research uh, for for 
an article because Buzz, BuzzFeed put out uh, a top 11 most disturbing movies. Um, and it was such a, it was so milquetoast, if I'm using that word correctly. Um, so I was tasked with writing uh, a top 11 uh, disturbing movies article. And I did, I think, about 12 hours of research. I went through almost every list I could find to create what the highest ranking like among the lists were to see if there were any uh repeats any any uh connections between the list and this this film did come up a few times but because it was a documentary i didn't want to include it um but i've heard very interesting things about this one yeah it's a very interesting movie and i definitely think um i definitely think people should check it out uh, I don't think it's too disturbing. I just think it's more of a uh, if you can handle the the subject matter of of like um, anatomy and um, that sort of thing. I think uh, I think you should give this a watch. It's it's very interesting to, to see know. the life of someone with that occupation. Good to know. Thank you. Uh, number twenty one. You guys are going to have an opinion on this film. We are going to Taiwan. <sighs> Very controversial mm. country, am I right? <laughs> I know what movie Kyler. this is going to be. I know I what movie no this is going to be. Calorie <laughs> knows what it is. Uh, we are going with The Sadness, which is a more is recent that? film that came out. Um, uh, I guess based on a <laughs> on a comic book series, um, but it's very bloody, um, very um, fast-paced, and um, it's a solid movie. It's a solid movie. Kyle, before you shit on it, I remember what it is now. Uh, I enjoyed it. Uh, I haven't honestly thought about that movie once since I talked about it on the show to when you're now bringing it up. Uh, I guess it didn't leave an impact. Did I give it a four? I can't, I can't remember. I feel like I gave it a four. Yeah, I feel like it's I, a four. Um, from, from Brendan. Yeah, it was fine. I for for foreign zombie movie I prefer Train to Busan. Okay. Um, I like the visuals of this movie a lot, <laughs> and uh, it's a well directed movie. Um, the gore is really over the top, and it's very appealing. I, I where this movie kind of rubs me the wrong way is just I feel like it was given credit for a lot of the things that it didn't invent and didn't really do and i don't feel like the right people are getting the proper credit for this idea um because it it is pretty much a blatant ripoff of a comic book by garth ennis and i feel like there's just no credit given he's he's mentioned it a couple times in interviews and um that's cool um that he was inspired by it i guess but this doesn't feel like an inspiration work it feels like a just a direct copy of the work and Brennan. So what are your thoughts about someone like him? Who's almost not, not he's not an unknown filmmaker. He made a very big film, uh, but mm -hmm. someone like him doing that to someone like Tarantino directly stealing shot for shot from other directors. Uh, well, shot for shot. I mean, if there's a, if there's, Shots in the film that are ripped off, that's, that's definitely one thing. But if the entire premise of the movie and 
like literally 90% of the shots are taken from stills of the comic book. Oh, was it that much? It's it's a lot, dude. I'm not oh, even okay. exaggerating. Like it's a lot. And like I said, it's a very like it's a pretty well-made movie. I don't have a problem with the quality of the film. The quality of the film is really good, actually. It's just, I don't like how this movie was like brought to light and like how it kind of developed into like people's consciousness and popularity as if like it was, it was on. Yeah. And it, it's just, it's just not. And it's okay. literally from like panels of the comic. It's not just the idea it's 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 a lot more than that and uh okay. i don't know it just it really rubs me the wrong way and i can't i can't give credit to this guy for for what he made even though it's like a a, a decent film but yeah no, that's completely fair i get it it just yeah it just it just rubs me the wrong way we are now going into the top 20 and um we are going to start with number 20 which is spain and it is going to be Veronica. Oh, this is a oh, film yeah. um, that I watched on an airplane for the first time and only time. And uh, the lady next to me was like, it was at a point where I was like, I was like kind of jumping uh, from every jump scare. And the lady next to me was like, are you okay? Are you? And I was like, yeah, I'm just watching this movie. And, um, I think it's a really good film and it's it's uh it's got some great jump scares and it's just a good yeah, it's just a good um film overall and I think it's a it's a solid representation for uh for Spain. It's been on my watch list forever and I've heard nothing but good things. I want to watch it, but haven't seen it yet. Uh Ian, do you remember what year this came out? I think it was like twenty fifteen, maybe. Okay, yeah, because I, I, I feel like it was twenty seventeen. Okay, so it was right when I was done with college, um, but I remember watching it. I loved it. I thought it was great. I think I might have given it a four, um, and I remember about two, three weeks later, and I think you will agree that it could be a very divisive film. You're either going to mm -hmm. love this or you're going to hate it, mm -hmm. and I was seeing so many headlines, the movie that no one can finish on Netflix. <laughs> The oh movie's so yeah. scary, audiences are shutting it off. When I think, no, people are getting 20 minutes in because they think it's fucking boring. Mm -hmm. And I can understand that. I thought it was a little bit boring myself. I Overall, I loved it. Um, but I, I think it was funny how this movie was pitched so hard as the film no one could finish. That's just because they didn't like it. Yeah, I feel like um, it. in some ways, this is a fairly generic possession film. But also, it has more to it. And yes, I think yes. that um, Agreed. if you just stay for the first 20 minutes, you would think, yeah, I, I could understand turning it off. Yeah. But um, it's very, yeah, it's just, I just think it's overall a very good movie. And well acting and really good scares. Mm -hmm. uh, but for number 19, Kyle is going to hate this pick. We are going with... Um, <laughs> And he's going to know it as soon as I uh, say the country. We are going with uh, Serbia. Serbia. Yeah. And this is a <laughs> Serbian. I love you, Ian. You're this great. This is going to be You're a one of my favorite people. I misspelled that. A Serbian <laughs> film. One of the most disturbing films of all time. On the top one of every list ever. Edge Lord. To the extreme. No, I, I, I like this movie because uh, 
it shows things in a movie that we haven't seen. So um, for that, I think it's a good watch. Um, do I think it's disturbing? Not really. I think films like uh, Wake and Fright are are more disturbing than this kind of film. Uh, but as something that's just supposed to be for that disturbing factor and for Edgelords, I think this is a good film. I can't see Kyle's face, but I really want. To. <laughs> um, did I like go on record for really hating this movie or something? I don't remember. I, I, I feel like you did. I think, oh, okay. No, I think you hate it because how much I liked it. No, no, I'm a little confused on on uh, this, but uh, no, no, I remember the conversation being one of our better ones for yeah. episodes for sure. Um, I oh, actually, I do remember one conversation about how I said I really enjoyed the acting in the beginning, <laughs> and then it fell apart after that. Yeah. So yeah, no, um, I mean, it, it, this is pretty low on your list, so I'm not like incredibly uh, insulted by it. But Kyle, you didn't even yeah. rank this movie. Huh? Yeah, you I didn't did. even you didn't even rate it. I actually wow. went to it to check her rating, and I was like, "Wow, yeah, I, I didn't even log it." So that must have said something. Yeah. Um, Ian. So mm -hmm. uh, th this movie came up last episode that'll be coming out later down the line. Uh, Kyle and I covered Megalomaniac, which you've probably heard me talk about. That I think mm -hmm. you really need to watch that movie because Kyle made a really good point about it where. I think unlike Serbian film, the story is just to, it, the story of a Serbian film is to try and justify some of the images you're going to see when there yeah. really is no justification for it. Where a film like Megalomaniac creates proper justification for what's going to happen. And I'm putting words in Kyle's mouth a little bit here. Um, but there, I feel like in extreme films, there needs to be a justification and even in like martyrs for what you're seeing. And I feel like a Serbian film lacks any cohesion between the brutality and the story. I can agree with that. Um, but with the, with the added content context of, uh, what we covered, we covered this film. So mm -hmm. if you would like to hear what we thought about it. I would definitely go check out that episode because I think it's a good conversation. Um, but with the added context of what the director has said uh, on this film and yes. what its purpose is, I think um, you know it, it drives that that purpose of justification for like what it shows. It's a powerful statement, nonetheless. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very empowering film. Hundred percent agree. I don't. I, I wouldn't go that far. Um, <laughs> Number 18, a little bit of a uh, controversial um, uh, pick um, because this is not currently a, I can't find the movie. I'm just going to say this is the movie. It is not currently a country, but at the time of the film, it was, this is Czechoslovakia, and this film is Alice, which is a stop-motion, um, very creepy version of Alice in Wonderland. Um, I think you guys should check this out. I think um, uh, it's, it's, there's not a whole lot of dialogue, and it's, it's, um, it is a movie that, Man, it's hard to put this in words because this this movie it's a it's a weird one. It's just a weird movie, and I kind of like it. And I like that it's weird. 
and I like that it's stop motion. And I like the, I want to check out more of the director's films. And um, I picked this because I couldn't think of another country. And Czechoslovakia was a country that was on my letterbox. Okay. I didn't know that they weren't a country anymore. It is the Czech Republic and Slovakia. Oh. As okay. of now. A little splitteroony. 3.9 on the LB. Yeah. It's a pretty well-rated film. Um, for my number 17, we are traveling to the South America land of Argentina with the... Uh, I'm pretty sure it, it aired on uh, initially on uh, Shudder. Mm. I think this might be a Shudder original, but this is terrified. Um, really good imagery. Um, really good scares. And this is a film that I watched with my family, and they absolutely loved it. And they do not like foreign films. They don't like to read movies, and which is understandable. They're just missing out. I've seen that. I haven't seen the remake. I feel I think you saw the remake, and you weren't a huge fan. Is that correct? Right. I'm not not the remake. The sequel. I'm sorry. Terrified. Ter- terrified to Satan's blood. Satan's no. Panic, something like that. I don't think I've seen the sequel. Um, yeah, I haven't either. But I, I did enjoy this. I need to rewatch it because I don't honestly remember too much of it. Mm-hmm. Okay. I've never seen the film. Uh, I, I've seen it on pretty much every app now at this point. Like it's always there. It's always popping up. But I, I haven't seen it. I'm gonna. Are you, are you too I'm gonna terrified? go out on a limb and say ninety percent of these movies I'm probably not gonna have seen. So it's. <laughs> so if I have to weigh in on them, trust me, I will. I'll weigh on. I'll weigh in if I have to. But. Kyle, Kyle, what movie do you think is gonna be for Japan? Let's make a prediction. We're not even close to that. Let's I know. I, I just want to make a prediction. We're at seventeen. I mean, orgies. Is it gonna be orgies of Vito? <laughs> it's gotta be orgies of Vito, right? No, I feel it's I it's going to be something incredibly obscure. I love that he had to use a VPN in four different computers just to yeah. watch ten minutes of it. <laughs> but on just that ten so minutes Steve, alone, it's a five. Just so SWAT wouldn't kick in his door. <laughs> Sorry, Ian. Continue. It wasn't even dubbed in English. <laughs> I learned Japanese for this movie. <laughs> Uh, well, all right. Well, <laughs> number 16, we are going to China. This is Corpse Mania. It's my Trump impression. I'm sorry. <laughs> what is it? China. China. Um, and this is the last film filling out my bottom two layers of the five. Uh, Corpse Mania. It's got some action. It's got... Um, necrophiliac it's a good movie it's interesting and it's it's got a bit of giallo twist to it and uh it's super interesting it's very it is very vulgar but um i think if you get past that it's a really good watch cinematography really good um giallo did i mention giallo did i i can't see your faces but did i pique any interest interest is the co peaked (laughs) The cover looks uh, very BBC. straight to video. Yeah, like a yes, BBC, yeah, BBC, straight. like um, yeah, uh, the Queen and Me. Yeah, exactly. The Queen in Me, which is a story of the person that's hired to clean the assholes of the Queen's corgis. The royal and- god. 
Uh, well, I won't spoil anything about this film, but I will say someone may oh, or yeah, may yeah. not. Let's not let's not spoil corpse mania. Someone <laughs> may or may not have sexual intercourse with a dead body. And number fifteen, another Kyle hated movie. Uh, we are gonna go with Austria. Mm, angst, interest peak, and we are going angst. Oh, I, I didn't hate this movie. I hated it. Yeah, Brennan hated it. What oh. are you talking about? Me and you were on the same team, remember? Were we? Yeah, we were, team team. <laughs> we were team angst. <laughs> okay, yeah, the, the cinematography um, is great. That like that um, first person kind of view and then like the on the belt camera kind of thing. Uh, the score, fantastic. And I think that this is a really um, good film if you're looking for something light on the um uh what's what's the word uh disturbing factor cool ending and a shout out to any movie that uh paints the dog as the hero and (laughs) and he survives bro he survives so spoilers by the way ah shit i have nothing to say awful movie and spoilers for this movie may or may not have sexual intercourse with a dead body. Number that was for angst. Number fourteen. We are moving over to Thailand. This is the original film uh, before the American remake. Mm. We are going Shutter. I didn't realize is, that was from Thailand. It is, and it's a fantastic film. I. This is in my top. Um, Asian films of all time. I love this movie. Um, I love it's it's very scary, and I like the acting. I like the story. Um, I am not a huge hater of the American remake, um, but I just think this original is so much scarier. And um, they took a lot of scenes out that really packed that punch. Um, great film. Yeah, thinking about it now, like the the more I try to like look back at it, I think I might have hated on Angst. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Shudder does look awesome. Uh, I've always I've always wanted to see Shudder, and again, it's been on the watch list for some time. So. Uh, I've seen the remake in theaters. Saw it in theaters. I, think. I feel like I was mocking me, but. <laughs> I saw it in theaters. I, I was drunk I as fuck. I, I feel targeted. I would have been 11, I think, because this came out, what, oh, the remake came out in 05 or 06. Um, yeah. Uh, haven't seen the original. I would, maybe, maybe I have and I don't remember it, uh, but I would like to see it, the movie. Highly suggest, and I think we should definitely cover this on the, the cast. Um, and here on out, we, these are a lot of films that we have covered. So we are going to go, this is not one of them, but number 13, another one that Kyle will hate on. Uh, <laughs> this is called Shaun of the Dead. This is a film that I wish the country was a little higher because I love films from Mexico. This is Alucarta, and it is such a bonkers movie. It's a bunch of screaming lesbians for 120 minutes. It's uh, it's demonic and it's got a another character that's acting in it's like he's acting in the movie possession when mm-hmm. we're down here on 
like uh, Planet Earth. And um, it's amazing. I love this movie. It's batshit crazy. And we will cover this because it does have a physical release. Love the cover art. Mm-hmm. Yes. Super Also awesome. agreed, love horror movies from Mexico. They're pretty much all bangers, even the stinkers. I agree. Yeah. I'm, Shout out to Mexico Barbaro 2. I really wanted to put Mexico Barbaro on here, but it would have been down here. And um, though I do love that movie. Um, and then from would you here, say that Mexico is like, like, I understand that it's pretty far down okay. on your list, mm-hmm. but I almost wait, where do you think I'm going with this? <laughs> oh, I thought you were gonna say, do you think Mexico is just really a part of the US? No, no, definitely not. <laughs> um, I kind of feel like the way Japanese horror is, as far as it being having like, the, like, I understand that every country has like a unique flair to their horror films, but I almost feel like that Mexico is in the same, like the same level as japan where it's like so like once you see it you just know exactly where it's from you know what i mean one thousand percent agree why i like it so much there are some countries that just have such a different film culture that watching a film from that country it's like another experience but their horror specifically just hits so different yeah yes I like them a lot. Yeah, and Mexico and Japan definitely in the same boat, one hundred percent. They are, they got to be my top two. <laughs> they, awesome. are my top two. <laughs> they are my top two. <laughs> I think they are my top two. Fuck yeah! I kid. I, I wish I had like an honorable mentions for some of these countries like Mexico, but it's yeah, fucking. I hate that it's not top ten. But the, these other movies are just, are just. Yeah, I'm a little disappointed. I'm a little disappointed. Just, I'm, like, I'm disappointed in myself. Okay, okay, you, right. you don't have to be disappointed. Let's continue. Um, but these movies are just better. They're just better. Um, we are going to go with my number 13, Indonesia falling all the way down. Or no, sorry, number 12, uh, Indonesia Damn. falling down. Um, love Indonesia. Love Indonesian films. They are also uh, another. They're not quite like a different breed like Mexico and Japan, but um, their films are up and coming, and they are bangers. And Satan's Slaves is a freaking movie that I cannot wait for us to cover, and a film that is, I think, the most like... Satan Stabs! (laughs) Satan Slaves. Sorry, I can't help it. We're going to go the remake. Um, Satan Slaves remake. Sorry, I think this is like the 2017 film. Uh, it's amazing. Um, the dynamic between the family, um, the reveal at the end, the scares. It has some of the most unique scares, and um, this is a this is a great movie. If you like Insidious and Conjuring and films in that uh, in that world, you should definitely check out uh, Satan Slaves. If you think Indonesian films are like, uh, like busted as recorded on a razor flip phone, think again, my friends. Watch Satan Slaves, the remake, oh, not the original. Cool. The re- the original was on a razor flip phone. I was gonna say that it felt a little racist. Um, this is a Shutter movie, isn't it? Or it's on Shutter? Yeah, it came out on Shutter. I feel like I've seen it, but again, I can't remember it, so I don't comment on it. Mm-hmm. Um, we are going to number 11. 
another yet another country. At this point, it's just disappointment, guys. I'm I'm sorry, but uh, we are going to Australia, and it is going to be oh, a film, crikey, that we have recently covered. And though I don't have a personal connection with it, I think that it is such a well-made film. And um, if you want to hear our thoughts on it, definitely listen to that uh, to that episode. Uh, Brendan, I know you love this movie. This is Wake and Fright, by the way. I was going to say, are we saying the title? <laughs> um, yeah, no, this movie's fucking great. Uh, I feel like I am currently, uh, I'm about two-fourths, uh, two-fourths, two-fifths of the way to um, Chips Rafferty's uh, 30 pints a day. Um, when he was, if you guys remember that from the Fear Facts, mm-hmm. um, I'm pretty drunk. <laughs> what was your question? We can tell. Kyle. Yeah, I mean, dude, this is an amazing film. This is the first, and this is no fault of anybody's, so I'm not, I'm not pointing fingers or anything, but I feel like that if we had a better discussion on this episode, this I feel like... Was great. I I don't feel like it was as as strong. I don't know if just the vibe was off that night or what was going on, but like I feel like that if we had a better discussion in this episode, this could have been our first five out of five movie on Ruminations of Red Room. I feel like this des- was deserving of it, and I feel like that it was just the experience of the episode that maybe have kept it from hitting that that extra half star threshold. But yeah, this is an amazing film, and I think it deserves all the praise it gets. We we are completely spoiling our episode because you guys haven't heard it yet. <laughs> yeah, go check out that really mid conversation that we all. No, no, the episode, <laughs> the episode hasn't come out yet. It's true. It's true. It has not come out yet. Unfortunately, up, I have up. not experienced my raging alcoholic phase in life, and I could not relate to this film. But we'll uh, get there. That being said, we'll like, there. what can you say about a movie that is just? It's just well made, and everyone knows, you know. Mm-hmm. What more can you add? Agreed. Radio. Radio. Wait, that's British. All right. <laughs> Going to our top 10. Well, that's pretty good. Yeah, it was a little, a little rough. How about we get to the top 10 right now? Sorry, Ooh. I had to throw this. <laughs> no? Okay, sorry. Right nor. Right, right nor. How do they say now? Nor. 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 I can't do it. Number right. 10. Number 10, France. Ooh. Oh, we, we, we. And we oh, are going yeah. with Martyrs. This is a yeah, fantastic film. Oh, yes. That's like, that's, like an easy, that's like an easy. It's an easy pick, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, for like a, a casual. Yeah. For a casual. <laughs> <laughs> for someone who hasn't seen Megalomaniac. Yeah. It's easy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for sure. Uh, it was between this and Raw for me, but um, this impacted me way more than Raw did, and it gets better each time I watch it. I love this movie. The meanings get uh, sit with me more. The um, the torture porn hits each time, which is something that's um, weird to say, I guess. Um, especially when she's getting beaten to a pulp for 30 minutes straight um, with just pure fists. Um, 
I love that scene. The, <laughs> the movie Christ. itself is actually fantastic. Um, and we have a great conversation about it on our mm. episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of my mutual friends on Twitter, uh, she recently did this huge long thread about how Martyrs is her comfort movie. And she is very, uh, very left, very left wing uh, liberal. And I thought it was very interesting that this film that has kind of been co-opted somewhat by the the French right, um, even though it's anti-French right. Um, anyways, but yeah, I, I thought that was interesting. This movie is the movie that got me into extremity. And I will always appreciate it for that. I remember when I was in college, I went to the family video uh, and they had a copy of this movie. They were selling it for $2 and I bought it and I watched it that night and I was like, this is something. There has to be more to this. And that has kind of turned me into the freak that I am today. Sick. Big film. $2 steal, dude. Ah, yeah, yeah. I can't. I can't get it on anything. I paid like ten dollars for a copy. I can't even run. Is it region blocked? It is region blocked. Ah, damn. Number nine. Uh, just I mirror what you guys said. It's a great film. I loved it. Um, I'm glad you guys, in a sense, introduced me to it. And uh, I do think it's an awesome discussion we had. It was. It, it was one of the hunter episodes for sure. And I think you should definitely check it out. Um, uh, that being said, <laughs> <laughs> you thought I'm you were going to get away that easy? <laughs> no, uh, that being said, I don't think it's as, as extreme as people make it out to be. Um, but that's just a me thing. But it is a good film, and I, I quite enjoyed it. The man who sees 10 skinned women every day. <laughs> Minimum. <laughs> it's funny, I know you joked about it being a casual watch but um whenever i hear because I've, I've heard people suggest like the most random fucking um ai uh or uh, you know bots around the world and like in in real life like mm-hmm. suggest this movie to me for some reason like the like, like the and, and, the and lady at walgreens and was suggesting this movie to me yeah i just feel like it fits into that category of movies like angst like terrifier oh, where it's just like oh it's my just God. it's just no it's just like oh this is the most uh brennan you you're actually gonna agree with what i have to say right now i don't even know what, the, what, what you're doing you you're said comparing the same angst terrifier. No, no i'm saying that with angst and terrifier and also martyrs i feel like that people paint them out to be the most crazy disturbing movies you've ever seen and it's just not true it's just not true, I, it's true for them, I, I don't it's know true. How yeah that's fair that's fair martyrs but is disturbing wait what's that I, I just don't understand how you don't see martyrs as an extreme brutal film i think the what is happening the idea of it is disturbing yes but I'm talking about the physicality of. I don't give a shit about I mean, the there's story more, element. There's there, there's crazier physicality in like the Saw movies. No, than there is there's there. not. I just uh, don't dude, see it. it. I mean, okay. I just like I know it's different. One's exaggerated and almost like clearly fake, and then I guess it goes kind of back to, to the discussion we had in Egalomaniac, where it kind of it's more serious, grounded in like mm-hmm. it it follows the narrative. So it's it's subjective, but I don't know. It's I still think it's a great film. Don't get me wrong. I just, I 
I hold it in that category of like kind of that it's overdone with yeah. people's explanation of it. I, I don't know why I'm pushing against it so hard. I don't really <laughs> no, care no, about no, push, that much. Push, push on your mind, Brandon, I'm going to push. I'm going to come all the way. You're going to push out <laughs> <laughs> to Arizona and I'm going to push you. I don't mind people pushing me. It's fine. It's okay. <laughs> I just want to say got? I support women's suffrage and women's rights to votes. All right, number nine, we are going with Canada. This is Black Christmas. Oh. And we the are remake, right? The, <laughs> the 2020, no, the, the original film from the 70s. The, I think Bob Clark, right? He directed yeah. it. The Christmas Story. Yeah. Uh, Kyle actually introduced me to this film. It mm-hmm. is amazing. The acting, the, the time period, the, the holiday spirit, everything really just comes together for a near perfect film. This is a nine out of 10 for me. This is, uh, um, an amazing movie. And I, I, I love watching this every single year and I feel like it, it never loses, um, my love for it. Kyle, I know you'll probably gush over it based on that. Um, I'll do a quick interjection. Haven't seen it. Haven't seen any of the remakes, uh, but I am pretty sure that it's the first either movie or the first horror movie to use the word cunt. Mm. So that's all I got. I mean, it already has the 70s aesthetic going for it. I shouldn't say it's aesthetic because it takes place in the 60s so it wasn't an aesthetic <laughs> but uh it was in the 70s i already i already have something for it but no this movie i think is is so well done and i love how they keep the mystery alive until the very end and they also treat the killer as almost like an old school creature feature of not showing too much but showing just enough at the right moments to keep the suspense going in like the most subtle perfect ways and the ending is actually i think a perfect ending i think the ending might be a, a absolutely perfect ending to a film and i just yeah it's a great movie i am very grateful for kyle giving me the suggestion to watch this film because it it i totally agree with what kyle said this is a perfect ending it it, it it's so creepy and so uh, i think it's more disturbing than fucking mars but um <laughs> The, it does play out like a creature feature. I'll, I'll don't, don't. You <laughs> don't have the time. You should have seen my face right now. Yeah, Sorry, no idea. I didn't Sorry. see it. Yeah. Was he impressed? Was he? Yeah, happy? no, no. I, well, um, just, no, it was. Okay, yeah. No, 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 Brendan. It is more what? It was more of a you consider martyrs disturbing, but this somehow more disturbing. <laughs> it was more just like that's exactly what I'm talking about. I'm right. Go ahead, Ian. <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of what I thought. Um. Yeah, showing not showing the the killer is is almost like a, such a giallo type mm-hmm. power move, mm-hmm. and um, this was in the same time frame of when giallos were coming out, and that brings me to my number eight country, what? which is Italy, and we are going with one of the one of the more recent films okay. that I've seen with Kyle had a very special night, um, the Cemetery Man, and this film is. Amazing on so many levels, and I really want to rewatch it. And I really, every time I see the poster, I think of that night, that special night that we had, you and I, Kyle, mm. and mm. Um, passionate. We, it's it's such a good feeling when the two of us can like come together and really pour out our thoughts over a film. And um, this was one of them. 
And there is just so many, it's, it's, this film is an onion, so many layers to peel back. And the fact that I put it over so many other Italian films that I've seen is, is, it says a lot about it. I, I, I can't say much more than Woody and Nerdy said. Uh, it's got a really cool, um, shameless physical release. Uh, highly recommend it. It's for some reason not region locked, even though it's a Blu-ray, oh, which yeah. is weird. Um, but if you're interested in giallos, Italian films, if you're interested in uh, maybe even like Evil Dead, uh, maybe Sam Raimi inspirations, check this film out. I think I won't say it's underrated because uh, not too many people talk about it. So like I would just say check it out. It's a, it's a fun movie. It's a funny movie. It's it it kind of hits all all notes on like almost like full cylinder and it's it's just really good. Brennan, uh, I'm familiar with it. Haven't seen it. Yeah, and I will also say, and I will ca- capitalize on what what Kyle said. I do think that this movie is underrated, and I think that it should be on par with the Dario Argento films that are put out from Italy. I agree with that, yeah. Enough said. Uh, number seven. This is a kind of a random um, country. And it's the only film that I've seen from it. But we are going La Casa Lobos, which is The Wolf House. This is a very short film. Uh, stop motion, art house, um, disturbing, kind of like creepy um, film that is i don't know i just love it so much i love the filmmaking i love the style i love how many different art styles are poured into this film it's not just stop motion it's very it's a lot of other different types of animation and this film is uh it's really awesome and i if you guys end up watching it i really hope that you like it because this is kind of like a personal film for me and i i I really it's it's just I don't know. It's got a criterion, doesn't it? No, it does not. I've seen it somewhere. I don't think so. Uh, we, there's a there's an emote, uh, an emoji of it in yes. Discord. Yeah, yeah I, I I just feel like I've seen a physical copy somewhere with a like a specialized distributor, but maybe I'm just tripping. I don't know. Ian, you you've, have... rec- you've recommended this movie to me, yeah. and I have not gotten around to seeing it yet, but I will watch it. If you guys don't like it. I understand, but it'll also break my heart at the same time. Well, you will be the Anakin to my Padme. Break my heart. Number six. Hong Kong. Another little divisive, <laughs> divisive little uh, controversial country. Um, but I do think it's a country. Stanford, Hong Kong. Uh, the Untold Story, which is a movie that... I slowly more and more fall in love with this is a part of the this is a big like cat three film in the in the uh, Hong Kong genre. Um, And it's super bloody and gory and it's a depiction. It's a exaggerated depiction of a um, true story that I think could have been done in a more respectable way but i'm so glad that it wasn't because the the story itself is very gruesome and disturbing and horrible 
I'm glad that this movie shows us how horrible it was. Sounds interesting. I'm sold. And it has Anthony Wong, and he is my Hong Kong zaddy. We are going to get into the top five. Any guesses? Any guesses for for my number one? Before we... The uh, the Grudge. No, The Ring. The Grudge of the Ring. Yeah. The Grudge of the Ring is going to be in the top five somewhere. It's got to be, right? Yeah. Yeah. And and by that, obviously, I mean the original Mm -hmm. Japanese. Yeah. Ringu Juon. He hasn't done an American film yet, though. I wonder if he's going to. America's not a country. Allegedly. (laughs) I go by states, actually. This might come as as a surprise that it's so low. But number five is is Audition from the country of Japan. Hmm. Directed by Takshimike. This is a film from 1999, the year I was born. I could have put different films from japan but this is the movie that really got me into japanese films and got me into it got me to understand like what japanese the 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 kind of culture that they were about like we talked about how japan and mexico were just a different breed of like wacky ass movies stop saying it like that oh they're different they're built different brandon is that what you want me to say Maybe built better. Built better? <laughs> um, but yeah, I love the director. I love the acting. I love the, um, the last half of this film. I love the first half. I love how it's displayed. Um, I love how the poster, it, it's obviously clearly shows that this is going to be a horror film. And then you watch the first hour, and it is a, a rom-com. Up until the last 30. It's not a rom-com. It's more of like a romantic mystery. But um, until the last 30 minutes where it's... Uh, <laughs> I just let that slide. Oh, that's fucking great. All right, go ahead. Dude's trying to find love. Um, but the interview process, the audition process, very fun. Um, and this is a movie that I love. And I could have picked Perfect Blue. I do think that film is... Better made. I think that that is a 10 out of 10 film, but I just like this movie better. Hmm. Thoughts? Thoughts, fellas? No, I think you wrapped it up pretty beautifully. I mean, I would agree. I do like Perfect Blue. Well, I I like Perfect Blue better, personally, but the audition is, I think you recommended it to me, right? I think you did. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's an amazing movie. I love it. It's a great movie. Uh, I I I would have had a different pick for Japan, but uh, I know you like the director a lot. I know you're a big fan of the director, and uh, yeah, um, I haven't seen a lot of his other work, but this stands at the top from what I've seen. It's a good movie. Oh my god! <laughs> Wait, you remember that? You're- okay. You remember that huge argument we got into that caused us not to uh, release the episode? <laughs> I tried to forget. Which it wasn't even an argument. It was just Ian and I I stating facts and (laughs) (laughs) facts over feelings. I don't want this this episode to get taken down like that one. (laughs) 
So like, imagine imagine I I derail it right at the end. I'm <laughs> so we're going to move on to number four. That film, uh, Audition, fantastic. Please go check it out. We, I hope we do. We try to do another episode on that, but uh, it's fantastic. Um, for number four, we are going with South Korea, another country that has so many bangers. So, so many bangers. But there's only one that I picked, and it is the, I think, 2016 film, uh, The Wailing. And this is a very slow, bo- slow burn, um, possession, devil, intruder type film. And um, this movie made, it was like the first realization I had that I, I could care about characters in a film. Like I could really empathize with them. Um, and I really like this family. I think the daughter is like so adorable. And it's unfortunate, uh, the series of events that happen in this film. And uh, I love it. Kyle, I think you've seen this movie. Yeah, I was, uh, I watched it as a recommendation from you and fucking awesome ending. The Mm -hmm. ending is insane. I love the ending. And uh, it's a slow build, but I think it's like a perfect, a perfect build. And the tone is really, really good. I love it. I need to rewatch it. I think I fell asleep. Twice. Well, it's a long it. movie. It's very yeah, so, long. It's like very what? Two thirty-six. Is that right? Sounds right. Sure. Yeah. So I'll rewatch it at some point. Um. But also the cinematography, fucking really nice. Is that the one that starts off with the school bus that gets like chopped in half? That's Jeepers Creepers too. You're right. You're right. Oh, I'm thinking of Tag. Tag. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. And that's Jap- that, That's Japan. But Tag, very different. But uh, pretty good movie. Uh, up next, uh, that is also a ten out of ten film for me. So the the rest of these movies are ten out of ten. Number three, and and I will say we are done with Asian films or Asian countries. My God, just kidding! <laughs> oh my God, <laughs> just kidding! This is the film Possession. Comes in no surprise from oh, yeah. the uh, country of Germany. <clears throat> Absolute Bear. film awakening. This movie gave me a third eye. <laughs> it possessed me in so many different ways. And I love this film. I love the acting. I love the directing. I love the wacky ass filmmaking of uh, Andre Zulowski. I think that's who directed it. That sounds right. Um, I've seen one more of his films. I think it's called like Diabel or The Devil. Um, it's also like that. It's just such a weird style. I know what your number one's going to be now. Um, it's such a weird style. I shouldn't have said that, but yeah. uh, I know what your number one is now. I okay. should not have said that. Brendan, I, I know you love this movie. Get yes, Brendan, yes. Get more fresh on it. Uh, it, was, it was absolutely fantastic. Uh, uh, an alumni from my tier list is in this movie, Sam Neill. Mm-hmm. Also in the mouth of madness, mm-hmm. um, I always love to see 
when American actors try things that normal American actors don't do. Mm. Uh, this movie feels very of the time. I feel like maybe a movie like this could be made today, but it would probably feel a bit too forced. There's something about possession that just felt so raw and unnatural because it was what, 84, 85? Yes, I think, yeah, around there. Okay, yeah. So it's just, I think it's like 81. Okay. Oh, even earlier. Okay. Yeah. So it's just, it's something that feels so out of not just Sam Neill's, and I, I hate to put it in this terms, but it feels like something that is so out of an American's wheelhouse that mm-hmm. I am so impressed with everyone involved in this. And I obviously this film is not about Sam Neill, it's about the lady whose name I'm forgetting. Um, the obvious everyone knows the 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 subway scene is or the 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 um the hallway scene is one of the most iconic scenes i would say of horror history even if you haven't seen possession you know that scene and it is just every moment of this film is handcrafted is is uh purposeful there is not an inconsistency that i've been able to see in this film from direction the acting the writing the lighting the set design everything is just perfect I almost, yeah. I almost put this on my list. By the way, I'm so surprised you didn't. But I know it's a little, it's a little more fresh. But uh, Kyle, we actually watched this together. Uh, you didn't give me a whole lot of reaction. Yeah. So I think it's one of those movies that has to sit with you, right? Yeah. Like I don't think it's one of those movies that you could like immediately stop and be like. Mm-hmm. I really like the cinematography. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's kind of a movie that sits with you and festers in you a little bit, or at least it did with me. Mm-hmm. And it's a movie that I still, even to this day, even having only seen once, kind of try to reflect on and break down the feelings I had when I was watching it. It's still almost like it's fresh, even though I haven't seen it in a very long time. Um, and that's, that's the sign of a really strong movie. The ones that sticks with you for that long with only one viewing. Um, I can't really say it any better than Brennan did. I think he pretty much nailed it as far as my thoughts about the film. But what he did say that is interesting to me is he doesn't know if the film could be made today. I, I don't know if it can either. And I feel like that if there was any kind of like direct comparison and if we were going to go with like an American director, for example, I would say maybe Ari Aster could make a movie like this. Oh, yeah. I can see that. Like, but how, how would you feel if he was offered a remake of this? I would be okay but, with but it. But to make it yeah. his own. I wouldn't be I'd surprised. Be okay. I'd be okay with it, yeah. I mean, at the very least, he bombs it, and we still have the original <laughs> possession, right? <laughs> As like um, a marker of, uh, you know. Yeah, of, uh, of where it came from and, you know, what do, a perfect you, movie looks like. <laughs> do you, perfect movie that you can just fuck up. Why would you remake this? Yeah. Do you guys think that there have been any movies made that could possibly rival possession in what way in 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 terms of yes uh, I mean, and it's going to be um ian's number one pick okay <sighs> right, we'll hold it we'll hold it <laughs> um oh is it my paranormal activity <laughs> it's paranormal activity for my number two we are going with my Home country. It hit number two, baby. No one does it like us, except for one other country. It is the 80s film, 
Could be any film. Do you guys have any guess? Uh, 80s film. Hmm. And I'm not... I don't think I'm particularly fond of 80s films, but... Yeah, no, that, that's... Rocky 3? I think this is one of the best horror <laughs> Over films the top. ever made. Over the top. Over the top. <laughs> it's it's over the hedge. It's called Over the Hedge. Okay. We're going with John Carpenter's The Thing. We got... We, okay, all right. You have to. I yeah. think this is the yeah. best American horror film ever made. So, number one, I'm surprised that you have America okay, that on the list. Now. Or number two, that high on the list. I'm surprised you have America that high on the list. That's that's surprising. Refreshing also because I feel like you have a little bit of a like a biased nature towards certain countries, which is your prerogative because it's it's your style, it's what you like. I get it. But um, I respect this choice. That's all I'll say. I grew up. It's no surprise. I grew up on American films throughout my entire life, um, and this movie is fucking awesome and amazing and it's a great ride and Mm -hmm. it has really something for uh horror fans of all types it's got it's got a badass main character in fucking mcgrady um it's got some great practical effects that can't be uh remade and won't be remade unfortunately in these times and it's got an awesome mystery and a mystery that you don't have to have a fucking big brain to figure out. I don't think it's meant. I think it's meant for you to be following and guessing the entire time, but not know who did it. Is it the best horror who done it? Yes. 100%. That's not even a question. It's also another example of, in my opinion, a perfect ending. It's, it's, the, uh, it's those open endings. The practicals were done by, partially done by Tom Woodruff Jr., who is from my hometown and goes Damn. to my church, went to my family's church. Damn. Um, but fun fact about this movie, John Carpenter said, uh, you can tell who's infected by if there's light that reflects off their eyes. Well, Well, I didn't want to know that. And as a matter of fact, USA is now going down to number 20 <laughs> just for that Brendan. uh no but number one kyle already knows what it is but if my boy oliver fucking... is not in this film i'm gonna be very sad there it you is there it is <laughs> there it is <laughs> give it to me there it is. uh what is it 1971 77 71 i feel like it is right it's 71 Oh, it's right there. Yeah, I think it's... I'm fucking tripping. I think that's it. This is a country that I am... I don't... I'm not a stand for, right? I think they have such a grimy, smitten little style of of directing that I'm not fond of. It's the United Kingdom. and uh, But this film is, I think, my favorite horror film of all time. And... Uh, the acting by Oliver Reed is fucking amazing. It is the best. I think it's the best uh, acting performance ever. I fucking I'm getting emotional right now. Fuck. Um, sorry, man. I'm screaming in the mic. This is this this is not good. I'm sorry. The the wavelengths right now are are, are terrible. But um, 
Oliver Reed, fantastic. Uh, the uh, it's based on a true story about a freaking uh, alleged rape, and uh, but it's really about the the fucked up system of the 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 court system it can also be about fake religion and it can also be about so many other things and the 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 main character's journey to to uh, starting on the bottom and being the lowly uh, almost uh, uh villain to to a complete heroine and his sacrifice and fuck this movie's so good i haven't seen it okay yeah it's 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 an amazing film i think that any person interested in film should watch this movie. It takes just the main character's story arc alone could be a 10 out of 10, but when they actually have everything else, just add layers on top of that to make it better. It's just, it's, it takes everything you would watch from like Braveheart and William Wallace's character arc, uh, fucking Rockies, fucking just like all these like great. Uh, just stories. It, 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 it's a must watch. It's a must watch. Yeah, I agree. hundred percent. And I hope I'm glad I have this list and I hope I can look back and improve in some areas. And, um, yeah, I'm, I'm glad I made this list and uh, I'm happy about this episode. And, uh, with that being said, this is the end folks. If you like what we are doing here, please like, us give us a rating on itunes spotify go check out our twitter at of red rum that's of only fans red rum it's not only fans uh, we get enough uh subscribers or, or followers on twitter and brendan hangs on yes that is a fact i'm one make a bunch of bot accounts dude <laughs> <laughs> 150 it's not that much to ask for I have been your Just have us break a hundred. Just have us break a hundred at least. A lowest number. A hundred, I'll show Bush about that. We're, uh, we are, we are, uh, I wouldn't say we're underrated, but we're, uh, un- underfollowed. I will say we're underfollowed, man. We're underfollowed. Underappreciated. Stay spooky. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Ruminations of Red Rum. I'm your host, Kyle, with a K. And this is our 100th episode, part three, the trilogy of the 100th episode. If you're still with us after the two previous long episodes, you've not only uh, went through a beautifully crafted list from my two partners in crime, but now you're going to join us on our third and final adventure um, into the unknown which will be episode 101 after. So join us as we mark this new list, which will be entered into our Ruminations of Red Rum letterbox list. Please uh, follow us on Letterboxd. We have links to our episodes, our episode summaries. You can check out our favorites. It's going to be a good time. But 2023 was a great year. And in 2023, we covered a lot of movies. So we are going to have to not only break down our top 23 film ranking for wow. 2023 
is Ooh. this could be a few different things here. Now, it's 31 films total that we covered. I hope you've been with us the entire time. If not, go back and check out our other episodes. Uh, we covered quite a bit that we're going to go over right now. But we're not going to necessarily make this list based on rating. That would be too easy. So what we're going to do is we're going to try to reflect back as best as our drunk, uh, caffeinated, and Dr. Peppered minds can, <laughs> and try to think about the conversations we may have had, the good times we, we may have had watching these movies by ourselves, um, and, and just the overall experience of the journey of 2023. Um, some of these films we weren't all on together, so it's going to be a duo conversation at certain points. But we're going to come together to kind of agree and make a official Ruminations of Red Room film ranking for 2023. Gentlemen, are you ready? See whatever. See you. Mm. Oh, fuck. Mm. fuck you. Mm. Fuck mm. you. We, we definitely haven't been recording for four hours straight. <laughs> <laughs> so, gentlemen, as we're taking a look at the list here, um, it's currently curated as the order we recorded them. So, Diary of the Dead was the first film we covered this year. Really? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Addiction being the last. So, right now is the time that we shift. So, let's just take a look at the top row in general. Mm -hmm. um, how do you feel about the placement? We're going left to right. So... We have Diary of the Dead, Cure, Bodies, 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 Event Horizon, Scare Package, Prophecy, Shout Out Mitch, and Skinamarink. Well, I will start off by saying Bodies, Bodies, Bodies might hands down be one of the greatest conversations. Um, Ian, I'm sorry you weren't here for it, but the... <laughs> It, it was an excellent conversation. It, re it really was. I don't even, I need to go back and re-listen to it. Mm -hmm. All I remember about it was the conversation was, was flowing, bro. Oh yeah. my God. Yeah, it was the greatest oozing. It was, it was, it was a oozing. It, it, don't go chasing it was like, just, uh, it was so good. Um, I agree though. Okay. So we, we got some, uh, so bodies, bodies, bodies. Let's just get straight to it. It's better than Event Horizon, right? Let's put Event Horizon down Whoa, at the bottom no, of the list okay, here. Let's, okay, let's, let's, let's not be it. hyperbolic here. Okay. Let's or try that. to think. <laughs> okay, let's try to think of top five contenders right now. Since I'm kind of navigating this ship, I'm going to put top five up, and you let me know what we should change, if any, okay? Cure's staying up there, if I'm being honest. For sure. Cure's staying up there. Cure's... <laughs> Curious staying up there. As much as uh, I don't know, if I'm, I'm moving Primal Rage to the second tier for now because yeah. I enjoyed our conversation. That's one of the funnest episodes I've had personally. Mm -hmm. um, it was a good time. Creep that masquerade at the end was fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a great finale. Oh yeah, I was like, wait, did we come from a <laughs> <called> masquerade? <laughs> yeah, it took a second. It took a second to click too. Um, Let's move some bottoms down. Can we all agree that obviously the bunny I man that was be like number one bottom? No, can like, we can agree we that that the, that the bunny man is the worst movie we've covered this year? Okay, you know what? I'll agree with that. I'll put that down for now. For now, because VHS is over and over it. You know what I'm saying? Oh um, but we're gonna keep that there for now. And Texas Chainsaw Massacre has to go after Bunny Man. Ooh, I don't know about that. I think we can put it there for now i okay. mean i don't really i see a lot of movies that are better than it to be honest um, um for our 
audio listeners, I'm just going to do a quick rattle through the movies first. That way you kind of have a little bit of context of what we're going to be discussing. Number one, Diary of the Dead. Two, Cure. Three, Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. Four, Scare Package. Five, Prophecy. Six, Skinnamarink. Seven, The Midnight Meat Train. That's what these call me in high school. Number eight, The Brood. Number nine, Primal Rage. Number 10, Creep. Number 11, Dead Silence. Number 12, ABCs of Death 2. Number 13, Kids vs. Aliens. Number 14, Wicked City. Number 15, Blade. Number 16, Inside. Number 17, Dawn of the Dead, 2004. Number 18, Sequence Break. Number 19, Bone Tomahawk. (laughs) Number 20, The Last Exorcism. Number 21, Rawhead Rex. Number 22, The Hills Have Eyes. Number 23, Halloween. Number 24, Friday the 13th Remake. Number 25, VHS 99. 26, Southbound. 27, Allegoria. 28, The Addiction. 29, Event Horizon. And what is now 30, The the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And 31, The Bunny Man Massacre. I'm sorry for the long list. Ladies and gentlemen, everybody else. Let's get back to it. So, um... We we should pick number one first. I feel like it would be easier if we could find a film that we think definitively starts the list. All right, that might be a little hard, but that's why I'm yeah. I'm gonna say let, let's work towards the top row, right? I think so, yeah. okay. Dawn of the Dead top row, yeah. not in any particular order right now. Okay, 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 not in any particular order. Well, if we're if we're talking about row. statistics per episode, then yes, Dawn of the Dead is number no, one. <laughs> well, we're not talking about statistics, but Ian, th- throw me a top row. I'm seeing Hills Have Eyes remake. Yes, that's an obvious top row pick. Okay, uh, Brennan, throw me a top row. Uh, you're gonna hate me for this. No, I'm kidding. Uh, gonna make a joke He's about hovering over just ninety nine. Um, no, no, I, you need to be a hundred percent honest on this. Yes, I know. Um, yeah. honestly, I think that cure should be at the bottom of the five. Like at the, like the bottom list, no, 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 the, the, the bottom of five. the top five. Oh, because I, I know that there's oh. no way that I will get you guys to concede to move it out of the top five, but I think right now they're not in any particular order. So okay. yeah, right now we're just trying to create some roads and then we're going to shift some stuff around. Yeah. Okay. Um. I. I think that the top. That the top row. I. I would personally say Dead Silence should be in the top row, at the very least. I'm gonna need some form of uh, convincing on this. Okay. So you have two filmmakers who made one of the genre's <laughs> biggest breakout hits from Sunset. <laughs> From Sundance, James Wan and Lee Winnell quickly made a name for themselves. And not only that, they they started a million, tens of million, hundred million dollar franchise in the wake of it. They were given creative control to make a film. And at some point, producers said, what you're making, we don't like. We've given you creative control, but we're taking it back. And I still think that with the product of Dead Silence that we are given, um, not only are we given a, I think, a really fun ghost story, but really great kills, amazing practicals. And even if the finale scene does look a bit dated now, which is something that I detracted from a film for earlier, I think Hollow Man maybe, um, 
I Dead Silence is full of scares. It's fun. It's different from the films we were getting at that time. And it's, uh, it, like I said, the performances from Ryan Quantin and uh, Donnie Wahlberg are spectacular. I'll take I minor rebuttal. Ian, yeah, good. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, movie is a three and a half star at best. It's a little above mid. I love this film. I watched this at an early age. It's, it's, it's one of my childhood films. But I do not think, looking at some of the other films that we see here, that it is a top uh, row film. Like, great, I know, I great, know you had a reasons. bunch to say, but I know you great had reasons. I know you had all that background history on Dead Silence, but the, but the contents of the film, the contents of the film, Brendan. I feel like also well, well no the, I I want more on this because the rebuttal I'm getting is it's mid. Okay, I'm seeing that, that's, that's the really, rebuttal that I'm getting. I don't want to list down names let me, here. Let me add something really quick. So I'll see your explanation, Brennan, and I'll raise you. I think it's one of the f- most fun conversations we've had on a podcast. Mm-hmm. In my mind's eye, it I enjoyed the conversation and it was fun. I feel like we had a lot of good banter. I feel like the conversation was flowing. Go check out the Dead Silence episode. <laughs> um, I just feel like our image as Ruminations of Red Room, we also have to take into account maybe outside factors of like lesser known films that don't get enough credit. And maybe that's too mainstream to be put in our top 2023 films. How, how do you guys feel about it? We that? have Dawn no. of the Dead up there. I'm asking how you feel about it. I'm asking how you feel about it. I'm not I, making I, it a definitive statement. I'm just saying. Respectfully, right. I look at it's that as a It's not my stance. I'm, I'm, it's not my stance. I'm just saying that's a conversation that should be had. Is all sure, sure, okay. sure, yeah, sure. So, um, so this is the top question. The top row is, is a representation, or each row is a representation of Red Rum, like tier list. This is our our personal ranking for the top okay. 23. Yeah. Top 2023. Personally, I would not have it in the top. I'm going to keep, like, but, but I'm gonna keep it there for now. Mid. I'm going to keep it there for now. Because okay. I kind of fall in the middle of both of you. We'll, we'll move it later when we, when we go over if different. If we find something better. better yes. Better. If After I've had another beer, we'll go back to it. <laughs> so let's get, let's get the other two remakes out of the way. Or three, I should say. Halloween, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, mm-hmm. and Friday the 13th. Yes. I think, I feel like one of them should be maybe even second tier. Okay, so Ian, tell, tell me what your thoughts are on this. I am personally thinking uh, Halloween second row. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. So we'll, Halloween. We'll adjust the placement later, but we should at least get the rows right first. Yes, yeah. So. Yeah. I think Halloween in row two, which would make it nine to 16 and Friday the 13th in the third row, which would make it uh, 17 to five. I'm feeling, I'm feeling Friday the 13th in the third row. That, that seems like a proper placement to me. I'm f- I, I can agree with Halloween in second row. Okay. I can get behind that. Hmm. I think it's, okay. it isn't a more, it is a more underrated film and we all liked that in some sort of way. Um, even with its flaws, uh, 
it's a good remake. I mean, it's it's it really is underrated. It's not that bad as people make it out to be. And um, second row is is perfectly fine with me. Okay, so Friday the Thirteenth. Can we all agree it's in the third row? Ian wants to go higher. No, I think I, Ian, I, you want to go lower. Yeah. Okay. 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 If if Ian wants to go lower, I would fight for third row because I was I, also possibly thinking maybe end of second row. I was thinking wow. end of third wow. row, maybe first of fourth row. Okay, See, I, we're going to keep it in third row for now because yeah. I'm kind of leaning more towards third. Third feels right for me personally. That's so we're gonna, that, that works out. We're going to keep uh, it there for now. Brennan, Kyle, can, can I can I make um, an executive order here? Yeah, uh, yes, just Charlie. just to make I, I'm, Ian, I'm going to give us a little gimme here. Um, Kyle, uh, third row, third in. <laughs> uh, why don't you just take that and actually put it between Texas Chainsaw and Bunny Man? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That was sequence. So that, break, that clears everybody. things up a little bit. Um. Okay, guys. Uh, <laughs> Diary of the Dead. <laughs> Diary of the Dead. Uh, Bottom this, tier. Clearly. Okay. Okay. No. okay. I'm willing. I'm willing to concede on this if a good argument is made because I understand this movie is not for everyone, and I understand I'm also a little biased towards zombie movies and George Romero in general. But I do like the film a lot. That aside, even with the biases aside, I like the film. So, let's talk Diary of the Dead for a second. Okay. Um. I, Kyle, feel, I think you should go first. I feel like that the placement of this for me is in the third tier. I feel like as a like I'm willing to like a, like I'm willing to understand that to me this movie is a probably a a second row film, but I understand the gripes that you both may have. And it could be pushed to a third or fourth. I don't think it deserves the fourth. I'm just going to say that right now. Um, so, <clears throat> since we're on the positivity train, sure. and that's that's more where I lead, um, I will go next, and then Ian, you can end with the negatives. Um, <laughs> I think that's personally I'm only negative thoughts. No, I just know that you're you're not you're, you don't like this movie. You're not. But, yeah, um, you're not hype on it. That is true. Uh, I think that, and again, I know that this list is forming. But at mm-hmm. this moment, oh, the stream is paused. Uh, at this moment, Sorry. I think that Diary and Wicked City should be reversed. Interesting. And that is because, uh, obviously, if you guys listen to our Wicked City episode, uh, not a fan. Um, and I think Diary of the Dead. Kyle, to go with what you were saying, obviously I grew up in kind of Romero country, not mm-hmm. not not right in it, but tangentially close. Uh, Zombies were the the first films that my mom and I watched together. They are the films that got me into horror. Even if I'm not huge on Land of the Dead or Night of the Living Dead, um, I respect what what they stand for within the the zombie sh- subgenre and and horror as a whole, really. Yeah. So Diary of the Dead, I see as, and I've said this on the episode, it's George Romero's return trying, to form. It, not only is it as a return to, return to form, but he's trying something different. At that point in his mm-hmm. career, he didn't need to do that. It's mm-hmm. something he wanted wanted to try. And whether you think it failed, it succeeded, it's a triumph of a man who has completely ruled a sub, subgenre. And he said, fuck it, everyone else is doing these types of movies. I'm the king of it. 
I'm going to do it. And I think that that film is the perfect representation of George Romero in found footage form. Jesus. I got fucking chills. You know, <laughs> is not going for quality at all. Right, will- right, right, right. But that's not what this list is about necessarily, sure. right? Because if we went based on ratings, we could just look at the ratings of yeah. our episodes and yeah. put it in order. Like, that's not what we're, you know, you know what I mean? I, I will say to rebuttal. Yes, let's hear uh, it. It's mid. <laughs> no, it's lower than mid. Um, I will say Wicked City has some of the best animation coming out of Japan from the 90s. Well, well let's, from not the 80s. Pit, let's not pit w- Wicked City against it necessarily yet. Well, I'm just, I'm just saying yeah, okay, he made, okay, he made yeah, the yeah. argument that they should yeah, yeah. be. That's fair. Should, That's um, fair. Has some of the best animation that I've seen and coming out of Japan. And Diary of the Dead has some of the best of nothing. It is generic as fuck. I understand that Gen- uh, Romero, he's the king of Lincoln zombie movie. He's, he, he was going, he, he was reforming himself. He was making a, you know, making a statement and all that shit. But this movie is not good. The quality is not there. The quality is not there. And I don't, I, I, again, I don't think it's the best of anything. I don't think it should be, definitely don't think it should be in the second row. Um, third, I, 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 can, I can be fine with that. Okay, I'm gonna move it to third for now. I'm gonna move Kids versus Aliens, obviously, to that, the bottom, and then I'm gonna put <clears throat> Wicked City here for now as well. So, Dire of the Dead and Wicked City are in three for now. Sure. Uh, let's okay, fair. let's address the elephant in the room. Okay, guys, let's talk Event Horizon. <clears throat> and <laughs> sorry, say that again. <laughs> we know that Event Horizon you guys love, and I'm not a particularly huge fan of. Um, so let's talk about that elephant in the room, and let's also talk about VHS 99. Um, I need to get placements for these and I need you guys to kind of spearhead these conversations because you guys both know I'm kind of more on the negative side of this. So can I talk to me about let's start with let's start with Event Horizon. Okay, I will say I I understand your argument with uh, with Event Horizon. I understand you don't like it. Kyle. Sorry, before we lead into that, I'm really sorry. As of right now, I'm willing to put it. Willing? I haven't said anything. I don't, I don't no, no, like, no. But I'm just gonna say, like, because you may agree with my, okay, my row. So I would put it in. I'd put it in three, like the back of three. The back of three. The back of three. Yeah. Okay. You willing? <laughs> I, I thought he was gonna say back of two. That's back funny. Back um, you know, I'm gonna go to the Brendan route on this one. Uh, Event Horizon. You know, Paul W S Anderson. He. He's underrated in so many ways. He's he's really a pioneer in some factors of really just, just a pioneer of of making dumb fun films. And this is it's not really that dumb. It's just a fun it's a fun space movie. Um I'm willing to go bottom of 2 mid to middle of 3 on that one. And I think um I think middle middle of three is like stretching it. Is me understanding that Kyle doesn't like this movie, and no, 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 I but think they, that's no, fair. No, no. Okay, I that's but fair. It, and I don't even like it that much. Like, I mean, you see what I'm saying? Yeah, Brennan, talk to me. Oh. Does it deserve a row two spot? See, Kyle, I don't care what you like or dislike. Okay, thank you. <laughs> that's what I want. Uh, Ian, when you said that this movie was bottom two, I would be okay conceding that, but middle three. Top number one of three at the very least. Yeah, this no, was, mm-hmm. this movie, uh, not only uh, 
I would say almost indirectly inspired one of the greatest <laughs> sci-fi horror video yeah, games of all time. What? What? What did you say? He's talking I about said, this face. He's yeah, about this. This, this game oh, single-handedly almost inspired one of the greatest sci-fi horror games of all that time. Did it better? You're right. <laughs> I mean, I'm, never not, I'm not saying that, and I think that goes yeah. back to my conversation of can you like Scream Five better than Scream One? Because Scream so, Five wouldn't exist without Scream okay, One. I'm willing to place it in row two for now, but okay. Put it wait. wait put it in row two real quick. I'm gonna put it in row three. Mm. Put for it, now, put it three one. How about that? Three one. Three, one. Okay. But okay, but one of the row. Okay, so one in row three has to go. So uh, are we moving one up, or are we moving to the thirteenth? Is going down. Wicked yeah. City. Yeah. Mm, okay, so between Friday the thirteenth, I'm gonna weigh in now on this. Between w- <laughs> Wicked City and Friday the thirteenth, I'm gonna have to give it. <laughs> I really don't I'm gonna, care I'm, that much about Wicked City. I fucking love the film, but I really just don't want to hear Brenda talk about Wicked City anymore. No, so but I'm willing to go in, in row four. Is Friday the 13th, should it be higher than Wicked City? No. No. Okay, then it's Wicked City staying in row three for now then, and Friday the 13th is moving down. I'm just um, being a dick. Um, I okay. I know, buddy. Let's... <laughs> let's <laughs> Let's put prophecy where it belongs, right? Because it's not the top row. So, I love um, that conversation, though. I do love the conversation, too. We had Mitch. Even Mitch I, doesn't like the movie. He gave it like a two and a half. Yeah, he, so, he suggested that movie, and he, he shit on it. He shit on the whole thing. It was awesome. Um, so, uh, is that a Christopher Walken movie? Yes. I think okay, the right. casting Great. is awesome. I think it's so fucking 90s. It's a really good 90s film, I think, mm-hmm. if you're putting it in that category. Um, but any other category, but anything else, it's just kind of bland. I think. Wait, so and, since since I haven't seen this movie and I was not on the episode for it, yeah. Let me ask you guys each specifically, um, sure. Kyle, where would you put this? Yeah, it's a good question. <laughs> I would, uh, I would probably, if I'm just giving like an eye of all this real quick, mm-hmm. I would probably. Put the prophecy at the beginning of row four. Beginning of Ian, where would you put it? Damn, that's exactly where I would put it. Okay, yeah, that's exactly. where it goes. That's where it's going. I think top row four because it's not it's not terrible. Okay. I actually quite enjoyed it. I quite enjoyed our conversation. And um, okay, go, so so yeah, go so going off of that kind of the reaction that I'm getting from you guys for the prophecy. Kyle, I, I'm not trying to co I'm not trying to take this over, but that just no, made no, me kind please. of think of our conversation disregarding our rating of Bone Tomahawk. I feel like the way that you guys just talked about the prophecy reminded me of kind of how we discussed Bone Tomahawk. So maybe we should look at that one next. It was one of the best episodes, I think. And yeah. it's an easy top row. Easy. Yeah. Okay, so my next thing, my next suggestion was going to be with all this moving around, I think we're finally in the position where we could finally start building the rows now, starting at the top. Yes. Okay. So, okay. Yep. Sorry. Yeah. Scare um, package. No, no, no. You're good. Fuck. You're good. Scare package is leaving, right? I think Bone Tomahawk definitely, definitely, it deserves a spot. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say at the end. What's, what's missing from the top row that's in your guys' eyes? Honestly, no, fuck that. Uh, fuck that. <laughs> honestly, a movie that I would be okay with replacing Bone Tomahawk, pushing it down to the second row. No, I think Bone Tomahawk stays. I think it stays. Yeah. 
I think. Okay, it's, well, Kyle, hear yeah. me out. Allegoria. I think Allegoria is a top row movie. <sighs> and I think you, you know, I'm can gonna, kind of agree with me. I can that. kind of, I, in another world that we have everything <laughs> what, we want, Brendan. I if, think what if, it, <laughs> what if, okay, what if like, we put Skinnamarink in the second yes. row? Okay, I think I'm going to see your Allegoria, but I'm, I'm going to raise you, and I know you guys aren't as crazy on it. I think Southbound deserves to be at the top. Ooh. I would I would say second row for something. I'd say second row. Second row? Okay. Yeah, I don't, I don't think there's room for it. Okay. At the top. Okay. Uh what I, drops? Wait, so ABC's a death too. I think that, <laughs> that can kind of go to the third. <laughs> that can kind of go away. <laughs> is Skinamarink a top row film? For it's me a, for me, for yes. It is. I think but I don't think it is for this list. I don't think it is for our list, yeah. But I'm I think uh, best conversations. You single-handedly convinced us, Brendan. Yeah, I think this high okay. as fuck. Okay, I think okay. it deserves. <laughs> I, no, I think it deserves. Yeah, because I went and hating this movie, <laughs> and I came out kind of low-key loving it. Okay, so, switch switch that in Bone Tomahawk. Mm, I think Skinamarink no. deserves a second row spot okay. in the beginning. Yeah. Oh, in the beginning, personally. Yeah. I agree. For now, for now, the brood get the fuck out of here. Uh, what? For now, for what? now, for now. Not the little uh, skin and ring. Oh, okay, let's yes, talk, thank you. Let's talk midnight meat train. Is second row placement good for this, or do we need to? Dude, I'm feeling second, second row, row for this one. I'm feeling. Second I row love well. the direction. I love the freaking cinematography. That like filter. It's so 2000s. It's so much of what we love in in a movie. Like all together. It is ROR. Like, yeah. it is ROR. Hella. Yeah. I, but um, I think Southbound would go before it. Does it? Yeah. I think does so. It? In my eyes. In my eyes. <laughs> but because, does it? But I think it's a better movie. But let, let, let's look yeah, at I mean, there's, there's, uh, Let's look at story wise. You know what? I'm South, making this decision. I'm putting Southbound ooh, at okay. the number one row two spot. Okay, okay. and fair. I'm putting Midnight Meat Train and then Get a Marink. How do you guys I, feel I, about the top three in Pro Two? I think I like for me conversation wise though i think skin and has to be in the top two of number two i agree i agree i agree <laughs> i agree because the conversation was really good bro the cover okay yeah, yeah. I, I like that top three i like that top three okay. that top three is fucking solid that's right. our that's number right. ones to be honest so okay so 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 <laughs> folks right so folks what we have so far for the top three of the Wait. second row is southbound skin train what is getting crazy make it top three like row one you know like what do we do? What if we did make it top three row one though for now? What? Southbound Skidamarink and the Midnight Bee Train. I mean these I think these are R O R represent us. Yeah. Each individually. Yes. Yes. Okay, we're doing it. I mean Midnight Meat Train was directed by a Japanese Damn, dude Skidamarink just row one, row two to top two. Holy shit, bro. We're passionate about that. I don't I don't feel bad. Actually, I don't either. Uh, oh, Kyle, you're hills. speaking to me so yeah, hard. Yeah, we're putting Hills Have Eyes four, I think, and <laughs> Bone Tomahawk is still row one. I think. Yeah, I agree. I, I think I Dawn think. of the Dead. Uh, okay, I don't know. I, don't know what would, I, I think Creep is better than Dawn of the Dead. I'm gonna low key say that I love Dawn of the Dead, and it mm-hmm. has a really special place in my heart. Yeah, 
But the episode left a little to be desired, mm-hmm. and I think it's because we've all kind of seen the movie so much. Yeah. And it's just like an obvious choice. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like an obvious pick. It's such a movie, I'm moving it down. Horror movie fans. It's like top film. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so hear me out. Uh, obviously, I loved Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. Kyle's, Kyle, you did too. I did. I don't think it's a first row movie. I think that that and Dead Silence could easily be replaced. Or Creep. Man, you're really pushing for the Dead I'm Silence. I'm really pushing for Dead Silence. Yeah. <laughs> Just give it to him. Just give it well, to him. No, I, I, don't, I don't want any conceding. Just I to did to like <laughs> the conversation a lot. I don't remember the conversation for Creep. If I'm what, being if, what if we put I, Bone, to, Bone Tomahawk before that? Yes. Like in front of it. Yeah. That I top agree. row looks that's solid as fuck, dude. Solid, bro. I think <laughs> it's on, I, I don't think we touch it. I think it's solidified, at least for now. Okay, okay. row two. Let's talk. We have All to right. talk. We have to talk Blade. Dude, we're we're only at 30 minutes, so we still got another oh, half hour. This is perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So Blade, let's uh, talk Blade, please. Blade is Two. Two of two? Two. Two of two. No, no. I know Brennan's going to make the argument that Blade 1 isn't Blade 2. I Blade 1 is not Blade 2. It's but it's so good. It's still so good. Um, the and, fu- There's so yeah. many different scenes that like are so memorable. It's, it's an iconic movie, and it, and it spawned th- two more sequels. Okay. I'm... I'm okay with that placement for now. Can I actually say something? Mm-hmm. Yes. I'm feeling a little weird about Dawn of the Dead being in real one. Is that is that bad? How I, do you I, I might I, also I, feel that, but I don't know what would replace it. Yeah. So Yeah. Okay. Okay, so we're gonna keep it. Um we'll keep it for now. Uh, I, wait, uh, can I ask real quick, what is at the end of row two? I can't read it. Inside. That, inside. Inside. Okay. Oh shit. Inside at the end of row two? Yeah, oh, should be, be three. Um, do we do we switch Primal Rage with Dawn of the Dead? Um, for now. Ooh, you're for now. You're for, now for now, because I need to. I need to make some room down here. Oh yeah. Oh, okay, so, so can, can we agree that Allegoria is? I love Scare Package. Allegoria supersedes both Scare Package and Halloween. Yes. Uh, maybe. Not Halloween. Come on, it's it's so much better than Halloween. Although I I, think, I, I feel bad I think, placing so it that high because Ian and I, I, so, I that's why I feel bad placing it so high because Ian doesn't really have a say in that, and I, mean, I don't want to. Body bodies up there as well. So I feel like Allegoria oh, yeah. is a bottom two, per- <laughs> personally, like like okay. the bottom of row two. Oh, so like I think it's like back here personally. Do you think it's better than Scare Package? No. I, again, I love Scare. Scare whoa, Package is, okay. Is okay. Okay. Whoa, 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 whoa. Okay. Wait. Ooh, my goodness. Okay. That Does was, that Primal was, that was Rage. Rough. Let's talk Primal Rage. A yeah. great '80s fucking movie, right? Uh, great. great soundtrack. A movie of its time. Mm-hmm. Fucking awesome third act. Yeah. Uh, good special effects. Replace <sighs> it with Dawn of the Dead. No way, really? I'm okay with that, actually. <laughs> so, I was a big fan of Primal Rage, personally. I, I, I really like Primal Rage. What do you think about that placement? Uh, can I, seeing that now like this, can I tell you something that really bothers me? Yeah, what chaps your ass? 
seeing creep right next to it. You think it should be higher or I lower? think I think creep should be at the other end of the list. Like towards the bottom? Uh of two, I'm sorry. Mm. I I can um, not a very memorable episode. Yeah, the episode is very like I don't even like I'm it's almost like I never even recorded an episode. <laughs> Did we? <laughs> but I love the film though, which is the thing. So that has to be a factor in some way. Yeah. Like it can't just be about the conversation, right? So Oh yeah, no. I I mean as a movie. As a movie, it's better than movie, fucking it's better. Blade. <laughs> better than yeah, Blade. Yeah, yeah, you had to say it like that, but and, and again, <laughs> I, I love Blade. That, trust me, I, I, I think Blade's a little too high. I think it can go down like one or two spots, but like it's all right. As my two, as my two last Exorcism fans, dude, is is it's two. It's got to be. It's got to no. be row two. No, Brandon, how do you feel about that? Row three. No. Top of row three, you think? Yeah. Oh, Definitely better than ABC's that too. Hurts. And and honestly, while we're Get at inside it, inside off row wait, two. No, shut up. While we're at it, I would be I would be okay <laughs> with moving Wicked City and Rawhead Rex. He's okay. making sacrifices for you, Ian. All right, well, make a sacrifice for me and leave inside on two, you fucker. I fucking hate that. I'm putting Dire the Dead behind the last exorcism for now. Ugh. Let's keep going. Let's keep rolling. Well, we still have a spot at row two. And we I think do. Last um, okay, okay, wait. Does Kyle, hold on. Which one? The brood. Would we... the brood. Come on. No, no, no. Hold on. I was going to say to Kyle. Oh, read. Kyle, look at uh, towards the end of row four. There's a movie uh, that you mentioned I did. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that it should go before Kids versus Aliens, which pushes everything up one. Do you think it's a bottom row? My initial Unf- impression? Uh, unfortunately, yes. Okay. 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 Uh, maybe behind the prophecy. I'll leave that up to you, Kyle. So I'm telling you right now, I think kids versus aliens is a bottom row. God, you hate that. I thought it was not very I good. I, 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 I don't remember a conversation about it. I, I think that low is a bit extreme for me. Yeah, I, th- I think so. So it's definitely above sequence break and the buddy. It's got to be above the brood. I think the Texas Chainsaw Massacre is better than Kids versus Aliens. Am I wrong? Hundred percent. Am I wrong? Um, I think the, so. The Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake is worse than Kids versus Aliens. I mean, for me, Texas Chainsaw should be before Bunny Man Massacre. Uh, but I what? think I, I think sequence break before. Uh, I think you're out of your mind on that one, bro. I'm gonna have to Bunny Man yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna have to. I respect it, but I'm gonna have to make the executive decision to at least leave it like that. For How me. does it feel that's, that's to make a deal yeah, with the devil? <laughs> okay. Um, um, but I also do think that scare package is way too low. The fact that scare package is before VHS 99. I agree with you. I think scare package should be a third row. I think. Maybe top four, bottom three. Or at least I, like towards the end of three. Okay. okay what, if, what if we put Scare Package in VHS's spot and we switched them? Hold on. Help me, help me replace row two first. Let's, okay. let's, let's solidify a row two because we got row one down. The okay, folks, folks so here's where, here's where we're at so far. Just to clear things up. Uh, second row, we have Dawn of the Dead, Creep, Blade, Bodies, 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 Halloween, Rob Zombie, Space, Inside, Allegoria. Um, 
The Brood is our only film. Oh, Diary of the Dead. Done, that we've Diary done of the from Cronenberg. Diary of the Dead. I know it's Cronenberg. It's Oliver Reed. Fantastic actor. One of my favorites. It's unpredictable. It's got little... Friday the 13th is unpredictable. Monsters. Dude, dude How is Friday the 13th? Dude, dude, is a fucking, crazy, dude is a fucking doomsday prepper, has miles of tunnels, and he's protecting crops of weed. How is that not... How is that predictable for a Friday the 13th movie? Tell me. I see it coming. Let's let's oh go ahead and talk God. about row three. <laughs> is there anything from row three that deserves to be moved up? Last Exorcist. Uh, Diary of the Dead. Okay. <clears throat> Can we here, move here, here, down? So let's, so let's move up Diary of the do. Dead. Let's move down yes. inside. Yes. Let's move up the last exorcism. I'm, fine uh, I'm not fine with that. Inside. I would prefer inside before allegoria. I would okay, okay. I actually agree with that. I actually agree with that. There's no other film that could top Inside for you guys. No, it's it's a beautiful film. I like. Okay, film. wait, okay, okay. I'm gonna take that beautiful. back. I take that back. I didn't I mean like to it. say that. I didn't mean to say beautiful. Stupid, bro. The ones that are throwing me off, actually, believe it or not, even though I love them, are Creep and Blade. Yeah, I, the placements seem too high. Too high. For some really? reason, yeah, I don't know what, why. What I, think, if I don't we, know why. Okay, hear me out. Good movies, but like we just didn't have. Hear me out. So, what if Creep and Blade were moved respectively in that position behind Diary and Inside? Ugh. Still pushing for Inside. Oof. Diary is mid second. That is fucking insane. Yeah, the claim yeah, that Diary on, of the on, Dead on, did on, is on. absolutely insane. This is what we're doing right now. That's that's my that's my pick right now. Okay, and then we're putting Allegoria two. That's row two for me right now. I will I will concede to have Blade in that category. Okay. I think the fact that Allegoria is in two is kind of a wild card. One because mm-hmm. Ian hasn't seen it, and I think that two. There are probably better films than Allegoria on this list, but I think we just both appreciate what Allegoria is. Yes, and, and I, I think, think in if you saw it, you would agree with us because Kyle, Kyle's, uh, his his succulent soliloquies about the art and the meaning behind Allegoria it 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 took me from a two to I think a four. Um. Yeah, it's one of the ones where I convinced him. It was like the other way around. Yeah, completely changed my perception on it. I thought it was hack, pretentious, wannabe shit art, and Kyle made me realize that it's a lot more than that. So let's talk row three. Does Rawhead Rex deserve to be row three? The Brew definitely is in three, if not two. If not two. I think think Rawhead is way before the Brood. What? We're going to put Rawhead above there. Okay. Rawhead is so... It's, it's can, so disappointing. Can, I'm not going to say it's a bad Friday. movie, but it is... It, it did disappoint me in the <laughs> fact that it didn't have a lot of... Didn't have a lot of horror factor. Like, it, it just missed the beat on so many different things. The fucking... The, the Rawhead Rex looked terrible. 
And oh, I can no, see how so people cute. would like it because he's got character. It's fucking <laughs> Christ, so bad. Kyle. It's good, whatever. Yeah, he's convincing um, me. He's he he he's convincing me. But it just um, missed so many things. And the freaking stupid like sexual makeout oh, scene was okay, dumb. Wait, 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 and it's wait, like, wait, 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 wait. It's supposed to be from an uh, a uh, writer who's like mainly erotic. What's the, okay. Okay, what's go- okay? There's so much going on here, folks. I, if I was a sports <laughs> announcer, I would get fired right now. What just happened is Kyle I just Event Horizon from near the end all the way up to the top of three. Wicked uh-huh. City shot way up past Rawhead Rex. Scare Package right. moved from I think four to three. Correct. Uh, I don't even know what happened to Friday the Thirteenth, folks. Things are going crazy. Even- this oh, is God. insane. Rawhead Rex is so much better than Event Horizon. In my eyes, what? it's better than ABCs of Death 2. Uh, let's look at Rawhead Rex. Rawhead Rex is <laughs> an icon. He is a giant dick monster in Ireland. How fucking cool is that? He pisses everywhere. Dude is a goddamn mad lad. Let me tell you about Rawhead Rex. <laughs> <laughs> Rawhead Rex does not deserve to be b- behind ABC's The Death 2 and goddamn Wicked City. Do you, know, do you know how much, let me just say, folks, you know how much rape was in Rawhead Rex? Okay, Zero there was, there, coming there was, from an erotica. There, there was, there, there was, I will say, though, there was some sexual assault with the pissing in Rawhead Rex. So I will concede on that. But and I wish it was Raw, me. Okay. I, yeah, it was honestly, more fantasy you know, than an assault. Yeah. One sec. <clears throat> Continue. Uh, I, Boy, I, he's the, he's the, he's, he's, he's the guy moving things. Um, <laughs> personally, the guy I think Vince is gone, bro. Yeah. Oh, he's, he's back. The guy I needed to convince is back. Um, <laughs> I think that the fact that Rawhead Rex is behind ABC's and Scare Package is blasphemy. Uh, and I think the fact that Wicked City was moved to that spot is also blasphemy. I don't think so I think. So I think row one and two, for the most part, are solidified. I can agree with Ian that I think the brood might be a a late two. Um, the brood is the only one that's sitting wrong with me right now, um, just because I'm I'm unsure. But let's let's try to pin down a row four, and then that might help us with our row three. Um, can we all agree that the bottom four in four right now deserve to be yes. in four? One thousand yes. percent. Okay, prophecy. We, we, are we, we can keeping move, that four. We can move prophecy. I think to kids versus aliens. Next, next to kids versus aliens. Okay. Really? I I think I I don't know that I that's mm. that's that's what I I'm think, assuming from what you guys said. I think the prophecy was better than ABCs of Death Two, and I know you guys aren't going to agree with this, but VHS ninety nine. Um, but can. You at least agree on ABCs of Death 2. I think we can move ABCs of Death 2 at the bottom. Yes. Unfortunately. Okay. But yes. Okay. So. Wait, wait. I think Our, Prophecy. Keep, keep it on the floor. Keep it on the floor. Yeah, yeah. Okay, for, so from what you guys were saying, it was. Okay. From my perspective, as someone who hasn't seen it, your guys' conversation made it sound like a four. I think this is actually a good list as it is right now. Well, let's let's solidify it. Ooh, uh, we need we need to put something on row four. It's missing. So, um, what moves up? Is it Friday? I think it's got to be right. Uh, out of all these, the only, movies, that's I'm, the only conceivable one. Yeah, I'm fine with it. Okay. So Friday the thirteenth is now in row three. I can genuinely say that as much as 
I was disappointed with VHS ninety nine. It is better than row four. Every movie in row four. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Hundred yeah, percent. Um. I. No, I think um, this is our. Yeah. This yeah. This looks. This, this looks pretty it. solid. This looks pretty solid. I mean, other um, than the middle two, I think row one and four are perfect. I think one and four are perfect. Two and three. I think, I think we could. I think we could tighten it a little, little bit. A little too off on our opinion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we could tighten it just a little bit. I think we got like an extra, you know, ten minutes that we could spare real quick. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. like, let's just tighten it. Yeah. So, because th- it's not about what are you thinking. It's not about row anymore. It's about actual placement. Yeah. So. Okay. I think row one is solidified. Yes. 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 Even okay. with placement. Uh, yes. Placement. I'm. I'm cool with. Ooh. Nah. No? Nah. Okay. 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 And so um, we're not going to touch row one or row four. Skinamarink got number two for the year. That is wild. Oof. That is wild. I mean, it's great episode. I, it's amazing I episode. Say. Amazing episode. I like it. Is Southbound number one, though? Is Southbound number no. one? We've already locked number one in. I'm thinking moving hills have eyes to number one. Okay. I would be okay. Everything with that. down one. I'm okay yeah. with that. So like I'm that. very good with that. Yeah, that's fucking hot, actually. Okay. <laughs> that is, that is, that's fucking hot, dude. Jesus. Yeah. All right. All right. So number two, this is two and three is where we're having the issues here, I think. So um, r- r- real quick, just so everyone can catch up. Row two is Dawn of the Dead, Bodies, 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 Halloween, Blade, Last Exorcism, Diary of the Dead, Inside Allegoria. I'm thinking move Halloween to number one. Hmm. Above Dawn of the Dead remake, I don't know about that. I don't think it. I think it could go above Dawn of the Dead, but I don't think above Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. You know what? So I, think, I mean, moving bodies to one. I think Dawn of the Dead is is uh, you know it would be kind of bad if we cliches. It is to pick that kind of thing in a horror ranking list. It's. I think it also has its spot for a reason. I think it's a little. Deserving. I think we kind of already gave our nod to it being kind of casual by moving it to row two. Like if we were I, if we were ultra casual, it'd be in row one. Can, yeah. So can I just say I think what I think why I would be okay with Dawn as number one in the two spot is it made big budget so apocalypse important. horror important. So important. it made it it made it profitable. It made studios realize they can kind of take risks with things. And I think that in part that had something to do with the mid-aughts horror remakes that we got. And mm. uh, placing Midnight Meat Train above that is very interesting because I wholeheartedly believe Midnight Meat Train would not exist without a film like Dawn of the Dead. Let's move Blade. Yeah, I can see you doing that. Yeah. <laughs> Ian, I think that mean you need to have a discussion about Blade because we're more of like the resident kind of like we're more into the comic booky kind of stuff. Okay. Um, do you like think Blade's book. better than Halloween, like the Rob Zombie Halloween? Like not, yes. not okay, not just a better film, but do you think in our list? Do you think conversations and everything, and what ROR stands for? Does Blade deserve to be higher? That's a tough one because Halloween is a underrated really solid horror made by horror fan um and it's 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 really like a horror movie for horror fans i think 
And Blade is an action movie that happens to be a horror film. But it's also a really good adaptation of a fucking Marvel superhero. Um, and like the first to really do it and to like kick off at such a great speed and height for the for the the, the Marvel films and the, Blade, the superhero films in, in general. Like Blade is the Dawn of the Dead of this superhero yes, world. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And, and Kyle, Blade is actually the Dawn of the Dead of of the superhero movies. Kyle, can I just say so um a few episodes ago, uh you have uh, you you raised a gripe to us mm. uh you uh, a moment you had a moment mm. uh where you uh took a few minutes and spoke about your 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 dislike your distaste mm. towards mm. franchises so let me <laughs> let, let me just oh, tell buddy. you something mm-hmm. uh it is widely regarded that blade is the film that made uh that kind of made it viable for comic book movies to really become a thing to to be in the zeitgeist this is what the people want Kyle, Blade is the. I don't film. like your argument. Blade is, is the Blade. Blade, Blade is the film that single-handedly kicked off the phase of what we are in that you vehemently despise. I will say to his, to rebuttal his argument, Blade is a pioneer of that kickstart, and Halloween is. Jumping on the train. Halloween came out way before this. What, you, what the fuck are you talking about? I'm talking about like horror remix. Horror remix. It jumped on the train of horror remix. Horror remix have been a thing for fucking 20, 40 years before Blade. Is The Last Exorcism better than Halloween? Brendan, I'm asking you. Because I kind of feel... No. Like- I kind of feel like as much as I like Halloween more, I kind of feel like it might deserve to be above it. it and that's, okay, and that's so, coming from somebody who likes so, Halloween more. So I kind of feel like I'm going to be... I know, I'm, I'm not contradicting what I just said about, about the Blade and Marvel. <laughs> uh, Last Exorcism, again, kind of like Dawn of the Dead did a thing where when studios take a risk on something that could either be positive or negative, taking making an exorcism movie a courtroom drama, how fucking dare you? That's never been done before. You know, um, it, I think... I'm keeping The Last in, Exorcism and Blade in its place, and I'm going to do one more thing. Oh, I'm moving Dire of the Dead above Halloween. I'm okay with that. That's a crime. Right now, this is our row two. How do you feel? I'm okay with it. I mean, I know because I know I'm not getting any concedence on Blade. Yeah, Blade's your real big gripe, but I just think it's it is. I think it's too important, and I think it is a good movie. And I think, like, it's kind of like what Ian said. Like, it's it, it, it is the dawn of the dead of the superhero cinematic universe, and it was it's, a good one. It, it started it's what really dry, Kyle. But it started what you hate. It started that, what long you hate. before it was long even it was, a thing. It doesn't yeah, but, matter though. But it wasn't trying to be what things are now, right? Like it no, wasn't no, trying to do that. That's true. Like that wasn't it, it, its intention. Like Blade was just trying to bring. It was back in a time where where it was directors were trying to bring comic books yeah. to to movie theaters, and, and it just failed every time. 
until this. Yeah. I, I, I hope yeah. you guys know that I'm just poking you at this point. Obviously, mm -hmm. ca causation does not equal correlation. I, I understand that. I, I appreciate that, like, like with Last Exorcism, I'm glad that someone decided to take a chance with this. And hell, even Spawn to, to take an idea of something and say, hey, let's try this. For me, it doesn't work, but I completely understand where Blade sits for you guys, which is why... I will officially concede my uh, blade uh, positioning. Ian, is scare package better than inside? Okay. For me? Yeah. Yes. It's See, he's just, he's just, I think it's a better horror scare horror fan movie. Proof to two. Row two, then. And Allegory is I taking three. Brennan, I don't thoughts? think scare. I don't. As much as I, you guys know, I, wait, wait, what the fuck? What the fuck was that? As much, as much as I love I just Scare Package, swap the places I, of them. As much Sorry, as I man. love Scare Package, I don't think that it's a better movie than Inside. I don't think it's a better movie than The Brood, but I, I don't think it's moving from the from the third, and that's fine. What about? As long hear as me you, out. You you keep moving me out. to the front of third. Hear so me out. You think it's out. a good movie? No, no, no. Hear me out. Scare Package, front of row three. The Brood, then Allegoria to cap off two. No. Uh, creep. No, no. Brood and Allegoria. The Brood is good. The Brood is a good okay, movie. But, but Kyle, in, in Kyle, I, I get that this puts, this puts Ian in an uncomfortable position because he hasn't seen Allegoria. But just think of those two movies together. And again, Ian, I'm so sorry that that it kind of comes down to me telling Kyle to think about it. But but really think about think about the brood and think about Allegoria. No, I mean I get what you're saying. The brood is an excellent directed film with amazing acting, though. It's just what falls short for me is like the whole middle half. And mm. it just the pacing isn't there for the brood. The ending is good and the beginning is good, but the middle is just kind of it kind of flounders a little bit for me. Um, but Allegoria gives you nothing but story and to, action. Well, that's why I have, to end. Yeah, that's why I have Allegoria above the brood. I mean, I think that's a good placement. Scare package leading off the threes, I think is I'm okay with that. And and putting it above creep is putting creep this low, considering yeah. how much I like it, is saying a lot. Mm -hmm. To, to to my list in particular, I'm putting the last exorcism like <laughs> seven above creep. Are you out of your fucking mind? <laughs> but this is like, I think is a curated list for all of us, right? Yeah. I think yeah. this kind of... I think I'm okay with what I'm seeing. I, I, I kind of am too. I kind of am too. Is this it? I, I don't any, want... Any last objection? <laughs> any last objection? I don't and want... Uh, Diary of the Dead to move up anymore. So mm -hmm. I am good with this list. It's creeping. Kyle, when you read the list, you should start at the end and work <laughs> it your keeps way up. Creeping. How did it go from row four to row middle row two? I'm gonna do you guys one better. Oh my god. I'm gonna move Halloween to the bottom of row two. How do you guys feel about that placement? I'm okay with that. I'm okay with it. Okay, that moves the brute up. That keeps Diary where it's at. Keeps me happy. And it keeps, keeps Allegoria, Allegoria yeah. even higher. And I think Allegoria is a better movie than Halloween. Yes. Honestly. Which is crazy because it's their brothers. Their brothers, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah. Okay. Okay. All right, let's read it out. All right, guys. The 
Ruminations of Red Room 2023 film ranking in order. Our number one film, 2006. Not only a good year, but a great, great year. year. Thank you. Number one, The Hills Have Eyes. Number two, Southbound. Number three, Skinamarink. Number four, The Midnight Meat Train. Number five, Cure. Number six, Bone Tomahawk. Number seven, Dead Silence. Number eight, Primal Rage. Yeah, Primal Rage. Number nine, Dawn of the Dead. Number 10, Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. Number 11, Blade. Number 12, The Last Exorcism, which... Number 13, Diary of the Dead. Number 14, <laughs> Allegoria. Number 15, The Brood. Number 16, Halloween. Number 17, Scare Package. Number 18, Creep. Underrated. Number 19, Inside. Number 20, Event Horizon. Number 21, Wicked City. Number 22, Rawhead, Rawhead Rex. Number 23, VHS 99. Number 24, Friday the 13th Remake. Number 25, The Addiction. Number 26, ABCs of Death 2. Number 27, The Prophecy. 28, Kids vs. Aliens. 29, The Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Number 30, Sequence Break. And number 31, The Bunny Man Massacre. How do you guys feel? Thank God we didn't watch 51 movies. <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> and this almost ends our episode because it's now time for Wanna Play a Game 2023 ranking. Oh so guys, we have five <laughs> games that we actually played this year. Short list. Um, I think this will probably be a quick conversation. Curveball. Um, There's only two that were duos. Only two? Um... Now, I'm going to... Yeah, actually, what's your guys' number one? Out of, out of these five games? Yeah, it's the five that we covered, which we have to make our list way bigger next year. I mean, Killer Frequency. Yeah. Killer Frequency? Yeah. Ian, what about you? My number one is Bloodwash. Bloodwash, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, <clears throat> so... This is going to be kind of hard because we're just going to have to kind of agree with each other because, yeah. <laughs> like, we, you know, there's too many duos. But yeah. I'm going to have to agree with Brendan on this one. Killer Frequency was an absolutely amazing game. It had the best game design uh, mm-hmm. for turning a VR game to a 2D game and or a 3D game, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, it had an awesome story, awesome characters. The voice acting was on point. It had very funny yet subtle nods to things that they love uh i love the art direction i love the setting of the 80s and it's just it's a very very great game i'm gonna have to give it to killer frequency perfect uh personally Bloodwash is gonna be my number two as well i'm gonna I, i'm yes yeah I'm i would gonna, be more than fine with that i mean what are your thoughts on Bloodwash? just so we can let the audience know for the people that didn't listen to our episode like, do you guys think it deserves number two and why? 100%. It's short, sweet. I think it's, it was such a great, it was such a perfect introduction to Puppet Combo. And I, I feel like I'm chasing a high, but at the same time, I'm so okay with Bloodwash being my favorite uh, Puppet Combo game. Yeah. Uh, Going from a game like Bloodwash to Christmas Time Massacre, um, it, it does make me a little sad. I, I think Bloodwash for me, uh, Murder House was my first, I'm sorry, Murder House was my first puppet combo game. Mm-hmm. Uh, while Bloodwash is my app, my favorite of, wait, no, Bloodwash is the offshoot of puppet combo. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah, it's a uh, Jordan Prince, I think. I can't remember okay. his name, but yeah. Um, he, um, so, 
Bloodwash is my favorite offshoot of puppet combo game. Uh, it it's it, it's fun. It's more than self-explanatory. It doesn't have any mechanics that make you really go crazy. I think it's a very good introductory game to puppet combo esque games. Where do you think stigmatized property lands on this list, Ian? I'm fine with it being number five, Mm -hmm. but I do think I like it more than murder house. Uh, Just because it's, it's, it's simple, but also it's for me personally, it is inspiring. I, I think, um, it's so simple, but so effective in the sound design and how creepy it is and how uh, uh, clear everything is in, the, in the, the buildings and everything. I just think um, it's a really good like 20 to 45 minute gameplay, but it's, it is only, you know, 45 minutes tops. So I'm fine wherever you put it. It was so cool too. Like how we were talking about like the breakdown of like the manager and what yeah. like we thought you know his his role was in the whole thing and mm-hmm. um i think it is a very special game even though it's really short that's why it's hard yeah. to compare something like little nightmares to yeah. as property but i think that the conversation needs to be had so brennan between little nightmares and murder house sorry i know we're getting late here but between those two games do you think one is better than the other or one is more deserving to be in front of the other um, so, so based off what you guys were saying, it kind of sounds like stigmatized property is in the fifth spot. It's like is a little, correct? maybe it's like a little darling, maybe, uh, because uh, I, I, I did it. I'm okay with little night. I, I'm, I would put little nightmares at three in person. Obviously, since I haven't played stigmatized property, I would put murder house at four. Um, just because uh, Murder House, like I said, was my first introduction to Puppet Combo. It was fun. Ian, I think you used the word exhilarating, uh, but if you didn't, that's the <laughs> word I would use. Uh, maybe you did or didn't. For Murder uh, House? Or for, maybe for Bloodwash. Um, <laughs> but it, it, it's so fun, and it feels like there was so much time, energy, and love put into Murder House that I, you know, I just watched the trailer for that new Avatar PS5 game, and there's no like fucking heart and soul into it. It's just another goddamn IP that gets a million fucking dollars put behind it because it's a goddamn IP. I want money to be given to people like Puppet Combo to make bigger and scarier games like Murder House. And and I, I and I oh yes, I was just gonna say I actually think Little Nightmares should be number five. Because it just, it's, it's, it's weird to say it's not a very rumination of Red Rum game, but like, it's, it's way more big budget than the other games that we've, we've it's the only game on this list that's not an indie game. Yeah. And I think that the people like Puppet Combo, Team 17 and stuff who, and, um, Chinchilla, Chilla's art. Chill art. I think that they put so much heart and soul into the mm-hmm. games that they made with the low low budgets that they had, and they don't have huge teams. You know, these are like groups of people at best yeah. making these games. And I think all four of these contenders are outstanding. I think Little Nightmares is obviously a clear like I would even go as far as saying masterpiece. Yeah. But I think that on the ROR list, I think that this should probably be the list. 
I, th- um, I think it's a beautiful list. Even I not, even I, though I haven't played Stigmatized Property, I, I understand its position on the list. And I think that speaks words for it. I mean, it's literally like two brothers that are just making games. Like, I think we should... ROR definitely supports that kind of creativity. And um, yeah, this is a perfect list. So our Wanna Play a Game 2023 ranking for... 2023 hopefully we have a bigger list next year is killer frequency blood wash murder house stigmatized property and little nightmares can you believe that evil within two is going to be on that list next year that's so crazy oh my god this has been another episode of ruminations of red rum the 100th part three episode the chinchilla of the ruminations radio network if you like what we're doing here Please like and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, Amazon Music. We're literally everywhere. Subscribe to us, please. We'd love to get into more people's ears. Um, if you like what we're doing, also follow us on Twitter at of Redrum. That's OF Redrum. You can join our Discord. The link to our Discord is in the Twitter bio. I've been your host, Kyle, with a very tired K. And also with me is the spooky boy, the ghost of Tsushima, the paranormal one. Ian with doing. I've been up for 20 hours straight, but we are fucking chilling, boys. Have a good day. I hope you're you're listening to this on your drive home from work, and you're just having a great time. You're you're so relieved that you finally get to unslave away and relax at your house. And also, the elastic, Mister Fucking Fantastic. Brendan, Jesus, Ortega, Madison. Hail Ratma, and thank you all for listening. It means the world to us. Thank you for this 2023, and we look forward to seeing you in 2024. Stay spooky, folks. With that being said. With that being said. So, that being said. And with that being said. That being said. That being said. Stay spooky. Stay spooky, folks. Stay spooky, folks. Stay spooky, folks. Stay spooky, people. Stay spooky. Stay spooky, folks. Stay spooky, folks. Hail Ratma and hail Ian. This was a very good list. Thank you. The Elastic. Mr. Fantastic. Brendan. Mr. Fantastic. The Ghost of Tsushima. He writes with the number two pencil. <laughs> and he's number one in all of our hearts. It's the man who's not wearing a snapback, but he does, in fact, drive a Cadillac. It is Kyle with a K.